Welcome, ghouls and ghosts, to the Auntie Fanny Awards Picks of the Year 2020. Here is one of your co-hosts, Christopher Galanti. Hi, y'all. It's me, Devin Kopeck. This is Jonathan Suarez. How you doing, everybody? It's Steve O'Teary. Look at that guy over there named Steve. You know what? I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not, not going to lie. Why even do awards, guys? Why should we even do awards? <laughs> yeah, there right. we go. All right. Awards on that. Why? I was ready for it. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Posting, I'm posting the liar, liar gift. Oh, my oh, God. Boy, here we go. Nobody should enjoy their work, and nobody else should comment on that enjoyment. Mm-mm. No way. We should, not, we should just live. Why? To experience and not feel happiness or sadness. Don't reward, only suffocate. Mm. Chris, if you uh, throw Steve an alley oop in a basketball game, don't high five him on the way back. Why would I ever do that? Why would you do that? Why would Shit you? In my why even celebrate? Why celebrate something that happened that was good? John, I would, I would be at work if that's the case. If I was a professional <laughs> basketball player, why would I celebrate yeah, exactly. being at work? Yeah, exactly. Do you remember remember the Titans? Do you remember those Titans? You should. Are you talking about the ones that Kratos killed? Why, why bother? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Oh, that game that shouldn't have been lauded. That game that just released to no acclaim. Hey guys, maybe it's oh, yeah. even even worse than that. Oh, yeah, why did Corey things- why did Corey Barlog cry when he watched that video of, of them getting good good reviews? I heard he cried out of embarrassment. He felt it was such an embarrassment. I just did my job. Evil. Guys, guys, Um, I I got something to even blow your mind even more. What if if it's even worse? What if everything that we think is good is actually shit? Like, absolute shit. No. Well, opinions don't matter, apparently, so... You know what? I'm on the Snyder train now. Because my opinions don't matter. And you know what? Nobody else's does. So I'm just going to enjoy my Snyder cut and not have to worry about others' opinions. Well, as long as we very and rand of you. <laughs> as long as we this, I should ask the question then. What, what are we doing today then? What's the point of today's show? I don't oh, know. dude, we're just gonna we're just gonna hang. I'm here. Sure, I'm out. here by contract, so that's why oh, I have to do picks. That makes sense. I'm only here so I don't get fined. <laughs> guys, guys, I'm not gonna lie. I feel uh, like we did a good job my, executing. We did a good job. I don't get fined. Instead of the Christmas gifts you all received, I think I should have got you all Balrogs instead. Because I'm looking at Balrogs. Corys. No Street Fighter Balrogs. No, no. Like, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings Balrogs. Why? I don't know. I just think it'd be funny. Just like, like, why my dick Balrog like, like that. Like, why would you do that? Didn't Corey Balrog say that he was an ancient? All right, here we go. I'll get you guys. Hey, Steve, Steve, next time, next year for Christmas, I'm gonna get you mm-hmm. a, a Michael B. Jordan number twenty-one. <laughs> Chicago Bulls jersey. Are we John, talking about say B. Jordan on the back? John, can you get me a chainsaw sword? <laughs> you know, it's a chainsaw with a sword sticking out of it. No, Devin, I'm gonna get you a, a Scott Pippen jersey. <laughs> number 39 the chicago bill the chicago bills Perfect. and chris what yeah, am i gonna get you that would be trippy if somebody <laughs> showed up in a chicago bills jersey it says scott scott m pippin on it what's the m stand but it's for? pippin p-i-p-p-i-n 
You got to give me that that sweet Larry Bard shirt that you wanted. That you were <laughs> Larry, Bard. <laughs> Larry Bard. Oh man, that'd be dope. Hey everybody, I'm Larry Bard. Yeah, it's a, it's a Larry Bird talk, so. He he played for the uh, Boston Celtics, right? <laughs> Their yep. symbol is just a mustache, fucking. Uh, <laughs> it's just a mustache uh, silhouette on a, on a clear background. Background. No, I, I would respect Boston sports if that was if it was Boston Celtics. Who's that little guy that they have on their on their jersey? But he has got he's just Tom Selleck. <laughs> <laughs> That's, a, that's uh, an easy please. change, John. Please. It's an easy change. Make that change, Boston. <laughs> Internet? Figure it out. I think Celtics so are racist against Irish people, so they should change the name <laughs> of Celtics. Oh, Lord. I'm not going to get into that. I mean, that's a leprechaun. That is a leprechaun. That's a leprechaun. Oh, it's hurting my brain. All right. <laughs> Well, then maybe so, don't think about getting me a, a Balrog that isn't the Street Fighter character. For, for yeah, I can, in a way, I guess it was my fault. Okay. You should get everyone their favorite Balrog. How could I foresee where this was going to go? Actually, um, um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings I looked at the books you got me, Devin, by the way, for Christmas. Oh, you, you did. What is Thank it? you for getting uh, that uh, cool uh, behind-the-scenes video game book. And also book two of a Warhammer series. See, now you know. <laughs> book two. So with the way well, we're we, the way Devin I think explained John has this, book one, and I think it's fine. You got book one. I got book one. Yeah. So we're all I gonna read it. Was Devin was gonna have book one. <laughs> <laughs> we're all gonna read it together, all of our books, and we're gonna come together like Captain Planet and talk about how terrible Warhammer 40k <laughs> is. Well, yeah, because the universe is grimdark. It's not right. supposed to be a good universe. Yeah. Ram dark. How could you write a kid's book in a grim dark? That's why I bought it, and that's for you all to figure out. And that's a good get point, Dave. That's a good it's point. A mystery. I, listen, I'm not gonna lie. I was, I was interested. I was intrigued. Is Paul Nassie grim dark? <laughs> like no. based on based on his, you know, <laughs> recent outburst. He's grim edge. Oh, okay. edge lord, grim edge. Okay, grim edge. <laughs> not dark. Yeah, just edge. <laughs> just edge. What will push him over that edge into the darkness? That's the goal in 2021. You got to give him that carapace. He's got to grow like six feet. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to but... give him all these organs. Six feet, <laughs> space, <laughs> space marine. Yeah, so if Paul gets six feet, which, which he would be seven feet. Getting, so he's probably and then Paul complaining about seat. how it's bad to be tall now. <laughs> and how he has all these organs that he doesn't uh, need. Too tall, too beautiful. I eat grass all the time because I have seven stomachs now. <laughs> so we're here for awards. Uh, I thought awards. we were here for uh, my top seven favorite space marine organs, but okay. <sighs> Not they would all be they would all be kidneys. No, a um, lot of kidneys. I can give you the list. So so um, if you're Paul Massey. Um, friend of the show, Paul Massey, turn the podcast off now. You're done. The rest <laughs> is the anti-fan award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing else here for you, Paul. Nothing for you. Nothing for you. Just walk, Sorry. Just walk away, Sorry, dude. Just, this is just going to be, this is just going to be highlighting, um, excellence and shame. No, he can, he can, he love the shame ones. Oh uh, yeah, he would. That's true. Maybe make a special. No, don't do that for Paul. <laughs> don't do anything special for Paul because that's indicative of the person he is. Jeez. Well, y- we have all these awards here, and I'm kind of curious, Steve. 
what a bear of, job. We're burying them, dude. Of how we're gonna do this. Like, what's the order of all of them? Um the order So I just I just imagine uh top to bottom. Top to bottom? Top to bottom. We're gonna go uh top to bottom, or we're gonna go best uh, best change for the better. Okay. Biggest fuck up. Okay. So most disappointing. Okay. Most crow eaten. Go right to left, uh, then top to bottom. Yeah, and then best surprise, best uh, biggest crush. I'm just going to read the awards for people. The fire team of the year, villain of the year, hero of the year, best character, moment of the year, best remake, reboot, not real game, movie of the year, show of the year, game of the year, most exciting 2020 release to get delayed, good sit of the year, and then, oh, good sit of the year is the honorable mention pretty much. And then the best baby of the year, the anti fanboy best baby of the year, which is the best of the best, the thing out of everything that walks away king. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that makes that makes good sense. I like the way that flows. We got we got some good, we got some bad. It's nice and balanced. So, Chris, starting it off with you from the top. Motherfucker, I gotta go first. Okay, okay, all right. No pressure, I, have no pressure. Pressure. I have nothing planned. Um, yeah, no, clearly, you don't, you're not even wearing a tuxedo for this. I also can't trust a single fart I have tonight, so this is gonna be really interesting. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. I'm we in were the like, same boat, my friend. Oh man, um, all farts are dangerous in this podcast. John and Steve are gonna have to pick up our slack <laughs> randomly. Best change for the better. Um, this is an interesting category because, you know, we, we all want to see bad things get better, right? Isn't that the whole point? I think that's that's the whole goal in life. Right? Is that's, to improve. That's the whole point of, I guess, you know, what we do too, right? We criticize things in hopes that they'll get better, right? I mean, on the streets, this award's known as the Wesley Wyndham Price Award. The Wesley Wyndham yeah. Price Award for Triple Dubs. Biggest Dick Goes to. <laughs> Um, actually, my 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 best change for the better is HBO Max streaming WB films. Um, I think the change that they're currently going for for their f- format of their media and how much new media they're getting and accepting the films that were delayed into the catalog of films on their streaming client. That's a good way to go. I think if the pandemic taught us anything is people like to watch movies at home. And what better way? than to use the same streaming services we've been using for five, ten years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like their first uh, their first opener. Uh, I think it was a really good example. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman 84. I think a... That well, excluded! Now they, can, now they can promote it as it only gets better from here. <laughs> exactly. We yeah, hit bottom know, already. The bar, this is, the this is how is they get best change for the better next year. Yeah, the bar is in a comfortable <laughs> spot right now. I like where the bar is at. Argue, you could argue that this is a change for the better next year. That's true, too. But like the announcement and what it did to Hollywood, the waves it made, I think that's important. Right. You know, like um, I think it's a, co- a conversation that we were having before COVID, you know, where we weren't sure if theaters were even going to be a thing in the next couple of years. And now look where we are. Right. I mean, this was the jump start that that push kind of not needed, um, but just happened, I would say. Right. So the I jump start that happened. Yeah, I, I don't want to I don't want to you know jump, stay on this for too long. But I do want to point out that I think what is happening currently with Warner Brothers, I've never seen anything like it. And I've never seen exactly a streaming client have so much so much impact on Hollywood. That's, I think, where the change comes in. So. 
Yeah, that's I would my say immediate impact. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I would. Huge. I think you could argue Netflix overall, but in terms of like what it did over the span of like a weekend, right? Exactly. <laughs> this was shaking cages. Up. You know, yeah. this is definitely shaking cages. So I, I, yeah, I think this is a a notable change for the better. Um, well, uh, HBO Max, um, enjoy your award. Got a golden Galani. Good job. Right out the gate. Wait, do, do they all get golden Galanis or is it just no, 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 no. So, so since Chris did it, it is a golden Galani award. Okay. All right. So uh, and now for the Kopech championship belt. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, um, lay me, uh, bury me softly, brother, because I'm giving my championship belt to the Mandalorian season two in terms of best change for them. <clears throat> what did um, they change about it? Uh, I just think season two overall was such a just an increase in quality. So uh, the best change was the money that they put into the budget for season two. I, you know what, John? I would actually very much disagree because I don't think you could look at season one and say money. The lack of money is uh, season one has all the money in the world, as does season two. I don't think money is a factor in terms of quality. I think season two overall is a. Uh, a better understanding of Mandalorian. Uh, as somebody who actually very much liked season one, I, I think you could easily knock it for a few things. I think one of the chief among them is it's more of a uh, kind of almost like a like a theme park ride of, of Mandalorian. Oh. Uh, you know, man, the Mando just showing up in famous locales in Star Wars and meeting this thing. And, oh, there's an ATST. And oh, do here's you, that. Devin, here's do you that. think that season two is more accessible to people that didn't like season one? Uh, yeah, I, I do because, because again, I, I mean, this is just my opinion, but I think a, a lot of the gripes for season one is that it doesn't really do all that much. You know, the, there's a plot, but it doesn't quite move forward until there's only, I think maybe three episodes. I think you could argue where the plot is actually moving somewhere. Uh, Mandalorian season two is pretty much shot out of a cannon in my opinion. And then it ends on just like a a completely bananas type ending uh, and just has made me so excited for again. It's, and again, it's not even like I didn't like it in, in, into a fireworks factory, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that first <laughs> episode with the crate dragon to, you know, the, the end of season two with, with all that stuff. And I'm, I'll, it's on my list a few times, so I'll get there. But uh, season two, I think is a clear, you know, head and shoulders above where season one was. Good. I think that that's a good choice. Uh, John, we're on to you. I'm, I'm trying to think of an award name. The, uh, uh, Sterling, the Sterling Suarez Award of Excellence. Uh, I picked the uh, very aggressive and um, uh, the very aggressive and dark and grim reimagining of the character Chris Redfield that we saw in the Resident Evil 8 Village trailer. They went all in on Chris Redfield. Sir, I do, I do believe you just described Chris Redfield as grimdark. You have no idea. You guys think I'm trolling. You think this is a troll thing. I am so excited. For, I shouldn't be excited for Resident Evil 8. I should. Yeah, that, that's that's the It's first person again. It's fucking whatever, right? I, are you I, gonna I, play I, this? Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Dude, oh, dude have you have you been it. listening to me? I've been fucking thirsting for a. P- I'm like, 
I don't need a PS5 right now. I just need one before April. I even know the month it's coming out. John, did you, right? play, did you play seven? Yeah, and I oh, thought okay. it was I thought it was like the Wonder Woman of Resident Evil games. I thought it was very <laughs> it was very okay. What did I say on the Discord? It was a Valentine Valentine's Day Tinder date. Fuck. Whoa. Movie was what I and I felt like Resident Evil Seven was kind of the same. It was good. It was okay. I, I you know, Chris, if you haven't played it, uh, I wouldn't tell you not to. It's it's a good game. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, so if like you know if you if you got nothing to play because you know other games that you bought recently are broken when they came <laughs> out, then you know yeah, I would say sure you could buy it for like two dollars on sale. Yeah, it's like it's it's solid. It's a solid game. It's a good sit, as Devin would say. Uh, and um, at the very end, we were kind of like, "What? Oh wait, I don't want to spoil it for you." But anyway, um, they showed <laughs> they went all in on fucking Mega Heal. Uh, fat, fucking, <laughs> disgusting, disheveled hair, fucking, uh, uh, what should we call it? Um, turtle neck, dark turtleneck wearing, fucking. He looked like like a fucking broken Bruce Wayne that has become broken again. <laughs> and I am so excited. Orson Welles and Citizen Kane versus Orson Welles and Touch of Evil. Yes, or yes, ex- yes, exactly. And I am, I am so here for that. I'm still John, excited for Resident Evil. One of the terms you use was sexy socialite, Chris Roy. <laughs> yes, uh, exactly. Yes. Uh, fucking turtleneck combo. Oh my god, he just fucking kicks the door down and says, I'm sorry, even, and then shoots something or someone. I need to find out what happens. I love this. I'm so down. I think this is, I think, I, I'm happy with the direction they're going in with Resident Evil after showing that. And, uh, you know, I would say, you know, out with with Virgin Chris Redfield, in with Chad Redfield. Give me more Chad Redfield. I mean, I, at this point, I don't even know if he's going to look the same by the final release. <laughs> I hope, dude. I hope, I hope they man. don't let. I hope they don't let me down because, dude, like I made an I made an emoji for that face as soon as that fucking trailer was released. <laughs> <laughs> I am so here for that. I can't wait to see what Resident Evil Eight has to offer. And um, hopefully, you know, I, I'm more excited for Resident Evil 8, I think, than I am for Resident Evil 4 Remake. And I know that sound, sounds kind what of blasphemous. Hell. Look, you know, there's nothing there's nothing to go off of. All you know is they're making it. John, when I they drop the Resident Evil 4 though. trailer, you're going to well, Yeah, well, yeah, I'm going to show my pants. I know, I know. And I'm going to spend $300 on the collector's edition and, and everything. <laughs> what if, you know, what if Leon fine. just looks like Crush Roidfield, though? I think oh. I'd be down. I mean, <laughs> where's everybody going? Fucking bingo! Oh yeah, yeah, he's fucking Irish too, dude. Give me that. Give me Leon Scott Kennedy. Leon Scotch Kennedy. Give me a Scottish oh, Leon, oh. dude. Oh uh, wait, what if he has a soul pack though? Just like I right? would still be it's down. Marcus Phoenix soul pack. I'm down, dude. I'm okay. I'm here for it. You you know what? I'm cool. Leon if- has a ponytail. How about that? And the soul pack. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and like a mustache. What are you guys doing? Now? You guys are just have. You have. Cargo ponytail. Hey, Ada, mustache rides five cents. If you don't know mean, girl. <laughs> oh man, I'll buy that ass at a hard price. <laughs> I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for uh, 
waiting for Paul to play Resident Evil 4 Remake and say, oh my god, this is so much better than the original, so I could so I could stick my fist in my mouth and bite down as hard as, as I can. Bite <laughs> <laughs> your hand in half? Yeah, I'm going to bite my hand in half when he says it. Because oh. it's not brown. It's not brown anymore, guys. I'm not uh, uh, it better be brown. That jacket better be brown. I'm mad I, I can't find a Leon Kennedy with a ponytail on the internet. Because <laughs> doesn't exist. Dude. Doesn't exist, man. Yet, yet. Like sideburns. Like he shades it all the way up to the top. Oh, dude, what? I'm just, uh, I'm just really uh, interested. I think that's the thing. I, I'm pretty interested in what that what they're doing with with Chris Redfield. Um, yeah, and I've never been this interested in Chris Redfield before. I've always it's loved good, it's him. A good way to get him back on track. Yeah, because yeah, it's just weird, right? It's just a fucking weird, fucking. I don't know. Chris and Redfield funny. is sort of a forgettable. Main I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't I, sound that short. I, I like Leon. Funny. I like Claire. I like Jill. I like all those characters more. Barry. It's everybody. it's really easy to just kind of like give descriptors to every other character but Chris. Because like he what, became what fucking descriptors, like stoic. Like what? Yeah, he became the fucking. He became a meme. He became a fucking uh, boulder punching fucking hot dog finger. I mean, they tried to do bro. something new with him at well, least. He, he was kind of boring. <laughs> he's the most generic action character. Yes. In yeah. The exactly. Character. So give me this one. Give me fucking Steven Seagal, Chris Redfield. You That's know, what I want. Coat. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? All right. Because re- we were watching that when they revealed it. And I was just typing in the Discord. Every time they reveal something for Resident Evil, I get fucking, I get fucking horny. It's, it's so oh, far. We know. We know all, the Resident, all the Resident Evil reveals have been very good. Very yeah. horny. And they're Extremely also very horny. realistic in their time frames. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. worked on this. You know what? You guys convinced me. I'm going to play Resident Evil Five for Switch. I'm going to buy it right now. And I'm <laughs> that wasn't how. What? That wasn't the convinced. <laughs> All right. So that's All right. My, that's so, my best change for the better. Crossroid Field. It was um, funny. Is I think you had the longest one, and he was on screen for maybe three seconds. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I appreciate. Sorry, that. I'm excited for stuff, Paul. <laughs> okay. Oh, damn. Boy. Fucking gatekeeping fun again. Why is there a merchant in Resident Evil? What the fuck? You just fucking just kill me now. <laughs> Why does Leon have a jacket? <laughs> uh, my, my best change for the better award goes to oh, Tony oh, Hawk. Oh, what's your award? The slimiest ball of the year? <laughs> sounds disgusting. I love it. I love it. The slimiest ball. Slimiest ball. Uh, right in the way. He's just standing right in the way of the awards. But I know what it is. It's Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, the uh, remake that came out this year. Um, Tony Hawk kind of died for a little bit. Uh, he put out um, what was the last game? Tony Hawk Five in 2015, and that game uh, notoriously bad. The games before that were those weird skateboard games. Oh, this is the, the ones with the actual I was skateboard. Confused. I thought you think this is, is. Do you think this is better than the original one and two? No, no, no. What I'm what I'm saying is where the Tony Hawk franchise was and where skateboarding games were, they were in the toilet. Ah, I get you. Okay. And I, I feel like this game came out of nowhere and was like, "Hey, you know what? We're going back to formula." So. The change, sure, it's it's definitely more in line with the originals, but it's the best change for skateboarding games is, as a whole. I think this is the right direction to go back in. 
It's yeah. kind of like what they did with Resident Evil um, 2 this remake. Is, this yeah. is... This isn't Tony Hawk. This is Anthony Hawk's professional. <laughs> Anthony Hawk. Anthony Hawk's <laughs> professional fifty-year-old Jimmy Butler. This is, James, this is James Butler, <laughs> or whatever it was. And from here, I think I think they can keep going. I think they could. They could. They've they've got a they've got a good developer in um, uh, uh, Vicarious Visions. So I think I think they can go back to making good Tony Hawk is that, again. Is that a new developer? Because I remember they did like another skate game that was awful, right? They also did the PC port of Destiny Two, which was extremely successful. Really, Vicarious uh, Visions. Vicarious Visions. Don't sleep on that. Don't sleep on that company. Those guys will fucking. Those guys will carry an entire they, fucking franchise. Yeah, they've always been like the weird like secondary or like port of game companies. Like they did um, Tony Hawk 2 back in the day for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, they did some of the Spider-Man games. I think they did Call of Duty ports as well. Tony Hawk 2 for the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, they said. Pretty um, fun. Yeah. Was they said the that, was, uh, that was the biggest L that Bungie took when they left Activision was them separating from Vicarious Visions. Like that was what people were d- disappointed about. Not the money. It was like these guys know how to fucking port games. Hmm. You know, maybe they could have fucking, I don't know, they could have ported C, uh, CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk to consoles on, you know, You're right. maybe would have <laughs> done a fucking fine job. I don't know. Farm it out. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it's, hey, guys, can you guys finish our game for us? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be really good. That'd be really nice. But I, yeah, I think Activision... Um, they have Vicarious Visions working on the Tony Hawk games. They have, uh, and they they actually did the the uh, the Crash Bandicoot uh, remake one through three, um, and then they have Toys for Bob working on the Spyro games. And then they had some other company make Crash Four, but uh, I I think they're they're kind of just trying to get these franchises back on track, and they're doing a good job. I wouldn't mind, but Tony Hawk one and two at three, you know, Tony Hawk three, dude, give me Tony Hawk three, hell yes airport yeah man and that could be you could you could change a few things in that to make it a little bit better too yes yeah because i think they they changed the grinding system in three and it wasn't as good as in two and one yeah i I think i think the tony hawk one and two engine as a whole is a good is it's got good bones yeah yes it does do three you can do i don't even i don't even think i played four but like you could you could legit just be like here new Tony Hawk game it's completely new new maps yeah there you go just just do do make give me a Tony Hawk that's like Crush Roidfield have Tony Hawk show oh, up man. shoot someone three times in the head and be like I'm sorry Bob Burnquist sorry Bob Burnquist gets it man oh man nice but that is my best change for the better the the slimiest ball award. <laughs> That's confusing because it sounds like it just won two, two different categories. <laughs> Gross. Wow, we're on the, the slime king here. We got another one, folks. Biggest fuck up. Oh, ew, gross. <laughs> Who fumbled the ball the most in 2020? So that is <laughs> the golden galopper. For biggest fuck up goes to America's COVID response. He's right. Yeah, that's a pretty big fuck up, if you ask me. I the biggest. I can't think of one that was bigger. 
that I could really <laughs> attach my 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 horse to. Um, How about everybody's I'm Facebook just... friends' response to Black Lives Matter? With that, John, that is most disappointing. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. But I, uh... you don't put the gun yet. <laughs> uh, but know, so guys, I don't know what to say. Yeah, no, it's you know I'm glad you picked this say? just because it's like somebody would have been like, oh, not COVID. It's like yes, COVID, of course. Yeah, yes, of course. we're not dumb guys. <laughs> we yeah, There's we a are. very realistic version of all these awards, and they're all <laughs> the most important things. Um, I just say that too because not only did it affect you know people dying, but it also mm-hmm. affected everything that we review on this podcast. Um, it affected films, TV, video games to the point where I don't know, maybe cyberpunk would have been better. Who knows if that's very true. If it didn't happen, you know, like maybe we wonder woman. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, some things really suffered. I think doom patrol suffered. I think Fargo yeah. suffered two shows. I think were great this year. Uh, the, the year of Chris Rock. Yeah. Jesus. Completely got tossed to the side. Yeah. Now changes his name to COVID Rock, which I don't oh, not do. Don't do that. Come on, Rock. Don't do that, bro. Come on. Uh, yeah, I don't want to harp on this because this makes me sad. So, um, yeah, it's it's we live in a hellhole. Yeah. Where you go, America? You did it. I hope I hope all of you traveling uh, this Christmas. Uh, while you're listening to this a podcast, million people, a million and, people uh, got in the planes or some shit. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? On the planes back, they everybody was like, you know, I didn't get sick. Uh, oh they made a big deal. You know, I'm going to make one complaint though. The airline food uh, it had no taste. It had no smell. It's weird. Anyway, yeah, I just cough a lot now. It's fine. I mean, call, I was coughing before, though. I was, I was, I was not coughing. Then what else are you doing? What's the big deal? So, yeah. I'm, yeah. we did a hard segue into yours, Dad. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Okay, so um, there's some other items on this list, but something that stood out to me uh, very specifically was wrong. The <laughs> Halo <laughs> Infinite, um, just whole thing. Right. Uh, I kind of I put up like a like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just kind of like a bullet point list of items, because I've been I love a good car crash. And the thing that differs from other options on this list is this has kind of a nice timeline that I can follow. Oh, You like the breadcrumbs. Yeah, I love the breadcrumbs. I love the breadcrumbs. And. You know, for me, uh, Halo Infinite has just been just one fuck up after the other. I mean, if we just go down, I mean, first of all, Halo Infinite is going to be the game. The I heard this elusive. I heard this was a big mic drop moment. Oh, this was mic drop a big mic, mic drop. drop. Yeah, mic drop. Uh, it, you know, for the wrong game. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Your Series X exclusive game coming out this November. We were all going to be playing this game and just talk about how great Halo is. And still sold out Xboxes. I'm just yeah, saying. I mean, it didn't matter. So it's a good point. <laughs> the game's coming out this November. They show gameplay footage in June. Looks awful. Meme worthy, solid memes coming out of it. Uh, just doesn't look like 
it's up the snuff. This doesn't look next gen. Going. This doesn't look remotely close to next gen. Make me, make me want to buy uh, one of these. Rumors abound, right? There's a battle royale mode. There's going to be no multiplayer at launch. Is this open world? Is this not open world? What's going on here? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is he here? I mean, who knows, right? I mean, at this point, we've. This I mean, that was like, actually one of the rumors where Microsoft was going to buy Sonic or some shit. Just put him in. Yeah, right. I mean, we're just all over the place. I mean, this is 343's fifth attempt. Oh, I, God. I no, stop. They just, had Halo not 4, a real they had Halo 5. They did the Master Chief Collection, a game that worked wonderfully out of the gate. <laughs> Immediately. Um, you know, and then because of this debacle, right? They're like, oh, we're going to push this a little bit. Lots of dirty, juicy bits start coming out, right? Ooh, like, yo, is Microsoft going to buy Bungie? <laughs> Listen, outsourcing is kind of an industry oh, dirty man. secret. A lot of companies do it, but goddamn, apparently uh, Halo Infinite has had a ton of outsourcing done on this. Really, and it's nobody's communicating. The most nobody's expensive game ever made, Devin. Right. What do you expect? Marketing and the engineering team are just at odds with each other. They're like, why are you saying we're going to have 240 FPS multiplayer? We are not even launching with multiplayer at this point. Major disconnects. Obviously, COVID's a factor. I think with every that's, negative thing we're going to be discussing all, all day, all episode. Yeah, that's the COVID. scary thing is that they're losing uh, so many people. Some, yeah, some. so so this is who they lost. Uh, so Tim Longo left the company in August 2019. He was the director of Halo Infinite. He left in August 2019. Mary Olsen took over his job. She left Mary in October. Mary Kate in Ashley October 2019. Then Chris Lee said, don't worry, guys. I got Christopher it. Christopher Lee is working on this game? Well, don't Lee my fucking name, okay? <laughs> says, Thanks, Chris Lee. He says, hey, guys, I have a job outside of playing Saruman. Uh, I'm going to host this game. I'm going to direct it. And then he said, let me just showcase what we've been working on. He basically gets fired. He is, while still technically working at 343 Industry, he's been taken off the project. I don't know who's actually working on this game anymore. Uh, he stepped back, I think, as early as August. So from June to August, they were like, dude, you're out. Uh, and then we get, not only do we get, uh, hey, this game's going to get delayed. It's like, okay, that makes sense. It's probably the right call. Maybe we'll get it in March. Maybe we'll get it in the summer. Maybe worst case summer. They said, no, sorry, guys. Uh, fall 2021. Um, this was a game that was supposed to be ready to go launch in November of this year we were supposed to be playing this game a month ago and they the game was in such bad shape in just this weird list of who knows right this is a this is a shy guy 30 page document uh you know article written all over it in the future here's the uh, here's the thing though, and Kevin. it's delayed it's delayed until fall 2021 so for See? me again i'll just i'll Gee. just say this yeah for me I love just the the gifts that I've been giving I've been getting all year with Halo Infinite and uh, oh boy it's it's quite it's quite the mess. Devin, do you think if the reaction to that reveal video was so negative, do you think they still would have pushed to try and get it out this year? I do, I do. Uh, I think like a pilot. There are, there are talks. There are talks that people were flabbergasted at the response because they were getting like standing nose internally. Oh, perfect! This game looks great. Just like the just like pilot wings for Super Nintendo. Everybody sh they showed the video what the planes look like. Everybody hated it. They went back to the parachutes, made them better. It's a better game now. No, but Devin, 
Devin, imagine imagine if Microsoft actually released Halo Infinite in November, and then we would have had oh, me man, and Steve's biggest fuck up of the year, which is CD Projekt. <laughs> I would have been, been like, they. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is like, you know, at least at least they fucking pulled the plug uh, yeah. before before the uh, the thing could come out. You know, That's good point. Which is, you I know. Mean, so let's talk about CD Projekt Red. Let's talk about the okay. So not even not even let's not even talk about the release right now. Let's just talk about how many times that they've pulled the the delay ripcord throughout the year. This shit was supposed to come out in quote unquote April. Yeah, and they pulled the fucking delay ripcord so many times just to put out in December a fucking shitty broke ass Buster game. So bad that that PlayStation pulled it from from the PlayStation Store and is offering refunds right now. I don't. I've never seen that before. Right? Never. I've never seen that in my lifetime. Uh, like, uh, he, ha- they literally delayed a game after release somehow. <laughs> that's <laughs> wild. I mean, that's what happened with me. Like that game. That game is in my mind. That game's delayed, and I'll pick it up later. Yes, yeah, so you're, I mean, so you're in that. Pro- oh yeah, you got your refund, right? David? I got my refund, and I'm just like, Dude, right, what a shame, man. I mean, this was supposed <laughs> to be our number one. Uh, yep, is the thing we were most hyped for. But like, CD Projekt Red, um, admits uh, admits all of the fucking um, crunch reports, all of the. Dude, I was all being of- hard for them, even during the we all- even during the crunch reports. I'm like, ah. Maybe it's not I mean, that bad. They're trying to make a game we've never seen before. And they ended up... And keep in mind, this this game debuted at the Xbox... Uh, the Xbox One X. As an Xbox One X game. And that shit... Yeah, there's a console, Steve. There's a console. So, yeah. Like, well, like, this thing is obviously only working okay on PC. And I say okay on PC. Like this thing is crashing. It's running at subpar frame rates. Um, people who don't know about video games are talking about cyberpunk and the disaster it is. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Like, that's an interesting part too. Like, like economists are looking at this as like they're losing record amount of of stock percentages every day while this fails miserably. Like it's drawing heat from other sources besides video games. Yeah, wild. Yeah, it's like it's almost like CD Projekt Redfield kicks the door down with its, <laughs> with its black turtleneck and its peacoat, and he says, "Sorry, gamers," and it just shoots our hope away. I'm gonna tell you what, Devin, you should you should be really worried because when and if Witcher Four comes out, we're gonna throw bricks at you. Like, in oh, the- oh, we're gonna, oh, really yeah, we're gonna light you up, Devin. You, this was your fault, Devin. <laughs> You did this. this is your fucking fault, man. I'm not oh, even kidding. You know what? I, I was on. I was on here going, guys. This game might not. No, be no, no. Right. Oh, you're on here saying, "Which are doing? Which are We're gonna make you drive into a big full manure. I will not feel a revisionist history. CD Projekt Red, or they're one of the good guys. Just I remember you up. held you held all of our hands and said, "Don't worry, the big CDs guys. The big CDs, maybe." The big CD in the sky those, has got you. Those guys in Poland, they know how to make a video game. I know, how to, I, know, 
I know they only have one other game under their belt, but boy, oh boy, this one's going to be the best game you've ever played. Sure, I wish it was a third person, but other than that, it's going to be the best game. Hey, like, yeah, man, I was, I was, this game was on the back foot for me since day one, my but friend. I guess what I'm also saying with not only the hate that Devin's going to get constantly when Witcher 4 comes out, <laughs> but on top of all that, Witcher 4 could be a great game, but a lot of people are probably not going to play it. They're not even going to care. CD Project Yo, Red. Witcher three may as well be Red. may as well be erased from the archives. Like we, that game never came out, in my opinion, because this uh, CD Project Red fucked up so bad. This game was supposed to Mark. save everybody from 2020, and then became 2020, and then became 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking top three anime betrayals. Oh, CD Punk. Project Red this year. Cyberpunk caught COVID somehow. The entire game did. <laughs> And then they and then they went to weddings and parties nonstop <laughs> while they had it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Can anybody else taste this pizza? I'm, just, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it like you know this this is gonna sound so shitty, but I really hope they they can no man sky themselves and you know because I don't know. No, I think that's fair. I think that's a fair hope. I mean, we all want that. Because you know, Halo Infinite I, I was love, was gonna be the that works. Halo That's Infinite awesome. was going to be the next anthem, but they they pulled it, and then you know. Well, like with No Man's Sky, and even on a bigger scale than No Man's Sky, people are still not going to be interested to come back. That's what I'm saying. Is like I I'm, yeah. I never regained interest in in trying to play No Man's Sky even after they fixed everything. Fucking five years later or whatever whatever it was. How long is it? You had you had you had years 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 taste. It's, I mean, it's going to be five years. 2016. Well, that's why. I, that's why I stopped early on on Cyberpunk, and I hope I hope I can you know keep a little bit of hope in there. That yeah, I mean yeah, I mean that's that that's exactly what I did. I said, all right, we're just gonna put this away. We're gonna forget this happened, and then when you're ready, you can come back and turn in your report. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's just what happened. They handed it in. And I said, "This is not ready." It's, it's basically what my college professor. Kevin, you're a stern teacher, but fair. Yeah, I said, "All right." But I. All right, well, let me go first for my most disappointing because it kind of. I'll just say it right now is Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> it's a tie-in. It's a tie-in. So uh, that I mean I don't we don't have to talk anymore about it. I'm just gonna say that. I was really disappointed. I real talk. I was expecting this game to be the best game ever made. And, this was uh, our most hyped thing for for, for like for two, two years, years, two years, twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. Yeah, because it was it was top three when Resident Evil Two Remake came out. Thank God that was a masterpiece when it came out because I would have been crushed, you know, if if that wasn't good. If the whole year was just all disappointment. No, I'm saying like thank God Resident Evil Two Remake was good when it came oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would have destroyed me. So, on terms of of when we had our hype list and everything, because it was like, it was Cyberpunk, Resident Evil Two, and what was the third one? The whole time, uh, Last of Us Two. Yeah, Last of Us Two. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk about that too. But yeah, yeah, right definitely. now. So that's a, yeah, I guess that's a good segue for Devin's most most disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Was Last I of mean- Us Part Two. <laughs> Last of Part Two leaks. Yeah, specify that, Devin. Say that yeah. one more time. Um, well, I mean, I just don't really. I mean, listen, you got a great character, and they're your fucking cow. So it's the point. So um, the leaks specifically, it's it's kind of rolled up in a lot of things. It's the leaks. It's the reaction to the leaks. It's 
how people went about leaking it to other people. Uh, like, listen, the, the leaks themselves, that sucks. That's unfortunate. It came off of a delay, right? They delayed it. They said, you know, COVID is really messing up the works here. We're going to delay it. Uh, okay, that's fine. And then half of the game leaks for some, you know, in some form or another. There's cutscenes. There's big spoiler points. So with that comes spoilers. And with Noriety, like, I don't, I don't want to say notorious, but I don't want to say Noriety here. But, like, it, Last of Us is a very popular thing, game, you know, very expected to come out. Everybody knows about it. So people, of course, the worst people go to do the worst things. And they go on forums. They go on this. They go on that. And they just spoil things. They put, they put bullet points and they just copy paste copy paste i got spoiled watching a fucking tony hawk trailer people literally joined our playstation community to put spoilers yeah, you, were marked, yeah, yeah. you were marked as a last of us uh community yeah, just randomly yeah. so, so people randomly joined and just dumped spoilers in and spoiled it for uh stin and a few other people in our community sure. so so there's that right and then there's the reaction to said leaks right uh, I'm a very much I've I've always been this way. I'm very much a context is king uh, type of person. So people see this, they see oh this happens, this character, that character, the director put himself in the game and has sex with a trans person, like all these wild things that just come out from these leaks, and then the reactions. Worst game of all time, meta bombed before it even comes out because yeah. there's, a, there's a potential trans person in the game. Uh, oh, that person! They're shoving it in your face, and yeah, yeah. And it's wait, was that one of the actual leaks? Was they thought Neil Druckmann was they a character? Neil Druckmann put himself in the game and had sex with a trans person who, at that point, they thought was Abby. Yeah, I didn't understand that when you first said it. Now no, that's yeah, what that no, was a thing. That's a real that's thing. thing. And fucking listen, like I don't whatever. Fuck that guy, him, that guy works hard, makes a lot of money. Yeah, but oh, you I mean, gotta feel bad for somebody. He works hard. Because, Let him put himself in a game. Come gotta, on, you gotta feel bad for somebody who fucking wakes up. Right, you know, wakes up. What's on the news today? Why am I having sex with what? And then he has to figure this weird scenario out and like what Kevin, the internet telling all him about. All I'm saying it. is the best Last of Us two characters, Neil Fuckman. Of course. Yeah, dude. No, then, you think Corey Barlog isn't fucking every character <laughs> in his game? Oh, yeah. yeah. He has <laughs> the there's a Corey Barlog model that's fucking Kratos in the ass. It's Corey Barlog. That version's going gold just for Corey, uh, he said. He's like, it's gone gold. So, But I guess this is the last thing I'll say about it. Um, like, I think, to me, one of the worst things to come out of this is we get these leaks and the people that don't like the game, even though it's very well made, and I guess you can have your opinions, of which I do not agree with, but then they just pull these leaks and they just go, see, I was right. They just use this as a fucking shield yeah. for their shitty behavior and their shitty opinion. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, it's so bad. So like, it was so such a bummer to basically just read that uh, and it really you know I, i'm not gonna say it well i will say it but like it really kind of in a way tarnished my my enjoyment of lasso's not because of the quality or the content but really just like the discussion around it was exhausting and I really, yeah no it was I and it's fucking like, want to be involved around and that. it's still dude yeah. it's still going yeah. on now so if yeah. you want to give if you want to give game of the year to cyberpunk for being the most talked about fucking whatever most controversial game of 2020 
I raise you at Last of Us 2. And I think that, you know, on both fronts, on actually being a really well-made game that was released and being super controversial at the same time kind of takes the cake anyway. Yep. So, fuck you. Uh, What was the... Internet? (laughs) Yeah, what was the site that... (laughs) That controversy fucking... for a good thing will always be remembered. Controversy for a bad thing will be remembered in infamy. That means we'll yeah, look back I... on it and hate our time with it, almost trying not to remember it. Be like, what were we doing? What were we doing yeah. with this? Right. It's, almost now, I mean, it's yeah. such a yeah. It's a shame because you know. Then you have you know the the actresses that were the that were voice acting like Abby. Her voice actress was getting, getting death, death threats, threats and shit. Laura Bailey? Shit on. But and you know what? In the end, people embraced and they knew they won game of the year. People knew that this was. And they won the Golden Joystick Award, too. So people are like, people, people are like, oh, it didn't win, you know, the fan vote. That's because you guys fucking bombed it. You guys, 4chan fucking, 4chan <laughs> community went in there and fucking voted for Ghost of Tsushima instead. Does, man. You, you know, yeah. all it does is delegitimizes the fan vote. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yep, and delegitimizes the the uh, the user score, which is already not legitimate anyway. No, when you read a fucking Mario Odyssey review that gave it a two out of ten because it's for kids <laughs> or whatever, whatever that guy said. You know, like I mean, that was me, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> No, but still, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it does sour, it does sour the experience a little bit, Devin, I understand. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it didn't matter in the end, at least for me, none of that stuff took away, you know, it didn't, it didn't mean I enjoyed the game less because of it. Yeah, yeah. It just made me want to, you know, it just made me buck down even more. And be like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> like, it made me uh, uh, do the... Uh, just made them hate more. Well, just it made me um fucking farm favorites on Twitter for uh for posting <laughs> the um the Jonah Hill gif to people that went that kept going in on on Neil Druckmann. I would just post a gif of the uh of Jonah like, Hill. Bad, being, like, yeah, like nah, out. cut it out. You're doing too much. And <laughs> man. But yeah, so, so that was that was Devin's that. Last of Us Two leaks. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that wasn't me. Oh, uh, so I'm gonna go next just because mine's also video game related. Um, I was I was at odds here because at the last minute of the year, I had two on this list. I didn't know which one I was gonna go in, but after some thought, rather than pick Cyberpunk, I went with Doom Eternal. Oh, that game came so, out this year. I th- Doom Eternal I came forgot. out in March. It came out the same day Animal Crossing. I forgot it came out. Really, and so easily forgotten, man. Dude, it, it's a bummer too because again, this is another game that was one of our most hyped games from 2019, and it's it's a. I can say that this is a fine game. This is a fine game that I don't ever want to play again. Yep. It it is an experience that is. While Cyberpunk is a game that needs work, at its bones, it can be fun. Doom Eternal is a game that is so overworked and overproduced and and just overdone. It's like eating a burnt fucking turkey on Thanksgiving. And you're looking around the table and you're smiling and you're like, "Mm, this is good turkey. But you're only saying that is because you're around family. Mm. 
where did that analogy go? I don't know. <laughs> but sounds like what, personal what, experience. <laughs> what I'm saying is essentially, uh, Doom Eternal is a game that it wants you to play it the way it demands you to play it. It is a game for people to stream and do speed runs of. Yeah. It is not a game to just fucking sit down and get enjoyment out of, unfortunately. And, and you know, and, I think, I think, you know, I don't want a lot of story in my doom game. No, I don't want story at all. And the, the worst thing about this is it had that formula down in the first one. Right. And, and this game was such a, such an eye awakening moment when you realize that the developer had no idea what they did in that first one. Yeah. Lightning in a bottle. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And so that's why I picked it was just because this one, this one had a blueprint to work off of cyberpunk doesn't. So that's why it's my most disappointing. Well, I got, I got something I got, I got to talk about here and it actually ties into my best change for the better. Um, I think this is a very good one. I was really disappointed in Hollywood attacking streaming during a pandemic. (laughs) I I can't really wrap my head around this. It um out of a culture that is already very much despised by half of the country, I don't know what Hollywood was thinking about going after the popular streaming services that exist now. It makes them seem like they're greedy assholes. It's they're- shitty. It's it was yeah. people staying during a fucking lockdown and and they're fucking attacking them for it. And the crazy so shit I see the optics that they're trying to spin it towards like save the theaters. That was never in question. That was never the argument here, man. <laughs> People are dying every day yeah. and they can't go to theaters because they will die there. It has nothing to do with how we like theaters. We all love theaters. People right. are going to see movies in theaters. But the, the, the fact is that you're so fucking greedy that you can't get your points off the top of whatever profit that you were going to get. While like uh, for a film going to theaters that you refuse to have anybody watch these products on any streaming service. It's 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 despicable what it is. Hollywood literally spent the entire 2020 shooting themselves in the foot and then crying about it because they weren't will- they weren't willing to make the adjustments exactly. that other that other people were doing. I mean, other people, people, everybody is struggling. And Hollywood refused to budge off of this one hill. And they did the same thing with VHS back in the 80s. It wasn't until they realized that home fucking video could get them bank and they could sell these movies again. They were fucking suing the shit out of Sony for Betamax, uh, JVC or whoever for VHS. And and this this is just Hollywood re-echoing the same sentiments over and over because of greed, like you said, Chris. And you know what? Even if you subtract greed out of this equation, the moral and ethical problem here, if you just get into the fact that it makes Hollywood look antiquated yeah. by, by taking this stance, that is that is that is the stake in the vampire's heart here. The greed is greed. The fact that they look old and they look like the past, people are going to move on. You know, that's not, yeah, it just, it's not cool. It's not like a, it's not like a hip thing where it's like, yo, guess what? Instead of being able to watch these movies at home, 
you're going to you're going to have to wait a year or two. So like 2021 is just going to be like 100 movies coming out at once and nobody's going to see them all. No one's going to see them all. <laughs> so they're just going to spend two years tanking it again. And the yeah. thing is, people are used to having smaller, like smaller amounts of movies being made every summer. And if you throw all these movies into one year, people are are, are going to get exhausted. They're not going to want yeah. to see all these flicks. I mean, you want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife and James Bond and I mean, we're going to uh, do that. Black Widow. I mean, we are going to do that. We're, we're, but we're like diehards. We're really into film, but like regular moviegoers aren't. No, dude, like Dune, James Bond and a few other films are like the must sees of 2021. And I'm really, really hoping, right now, I don't I'm really hoping they, they they get they cave. If uh, doesn't know, look like it's done. Well, especially with vaccines coming out and everything. I'll tell you what I like. I read an article about how Sony is getting. They're saying it, we're doing really well because we're getting all this talent that is leaving. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, it's that's crippling it's, Warner Brothers at this point. The tri- yeah, Sony the, ponies. The trickling's begun already. I mean, uh, I think to Steve's point too. I think once they, once Hollywood figures out a way how how they're going to get their pound of flesh, they'll shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, but I Not think it's going to make streaming services worse. Of course. Well, I mean, yeah, because they the money's got to go somewhere, and then who's going to pay for it? Like streaming, not, not Netflix, you know, not die. In a HBO way. Max is going to throw those commercials in there. Exactly. Then... The way we look at streaming services might die in 2021 because of the greed and the lack of being, you know, figuring out what's going on in the real world. <laughs> being... Right. I mean, we're already kind of at an exhaustion point with the amount of streaming services they're demanding us to subscribe to yeah. at this point. Right. Yeah, seriously. Like, if I want to watch a Universal movie, do I have to pay fucking for Peacock? Like, no, I'm not going to do that. All this is going to increase is piracy. That's it. That's responsible. It's so stupid because they had finally found a way to make it easier <laughs> than free. And when you do that, you win. Yeah. And rather than do that, they crippled themselves again. They shot themselves in the foot. So, yeah, I'm pretty fucking disappointed that, that the place that I like that makes films that I go to see is old fashioned and greedy. Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna jump into my most crow eaten the crovid 19 award because it's kind of on the back of this and i'm giving this award to christopher nolan director of the film tenet uh boy 2020 was not this guy's year Um, he saved cinema though come on Uh, i mean that's what he's been telling us remember that guile the guile uh Oh, I remember. The, I remember the guy meme, <laughs> saving cinema. But like in the beginning of the year, there was uh, that there was that big there was that big rub in the beginning where people were like, "Christopher Nolan doesn't let people sit in chairs," and you know people came out and were like, "No, nah, he lets us sit in chairs. What are you talking about? He just doesn't choose to sit in a chair." Uh, but then after that, Christopher Nolan kind of put his heels in for a fucking tenant releasing in theaters in the middle of a fucking pandemic. You fucking idiot. You fucking clown, and you expected this to do gangbusters? What? Like it seemed like he was really betting on foreign markets more than anything else, and the fact that he got slapped down there is kind of like, ooh, well, that's yeah, like (laughs) people are scared, dude. Like the fact that he had no fucking self awareness to be like, yeah, dude, 
sure things are better in Italy right now at the moment, but people aren't going to run out in J- July to go see it in fucking Italy. They're yeah. going to be fucking a little bit timid. Um, it, it, you know, they tried to release it in theaters because it had to be seen in theaters. That's what Christopher Nolan said. And rather than delay his movie, he still pushed it out. And again, his reaction, well, his, um, production company's reaction to the whole WB HBO max thing, I think is completely it, it's ridiculous. down on, 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 antiquated greedy practices that Hollywood is famous for. And Chris, right. it, it, it's him. that Spielberg quote where he's like, Netflix can't put out an award winning, an Oscar award winning film. Old man. You, you guys sound so old and it's just, it's George Lucas trying to reedit his films. And you know what? You don't see people like Quentin Tarantino really jumping on this and being like, movie should be in theaters during a pandemic. He was doing that before it, you know? Like, I get that. I understand that, you know, push. But, like, I don't think he really ever talked about, you know, filming and having films being seen during a pandemic because it's ridiculous. Right. And especially at a time where we need this entertainment and and we are lucky enough to have the Internet um, to be able to just, like, instantly demand film at at our whim. Yeah. I don't know. Christopher Nolan kind of became like the face of this weird Hollywood greed and and um, yeah, and uh, like even even the other people like like Denis Villeneuve, like even they were like, "We're again." Like their complaints were like not with it being in the pandemic, you know. Like only I feel like Christopher Nolan is the only one that was really just like, "No, like it needs to be seen on the big screen this summer." Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we delayed it a bunch, man. Are you sure? Like, yeah, man. No, we were putting it out July. Like, what? It's, it's like he me. owed money to, like, a mobster. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe he did. <laughs> he get the movie out. They're going to break my ankles. <laughs> so, Christopher Nolan, congratulations. In my eyes, you've eaten the most crow this year. Okay. Um, yeah, who wants to go next? Well, <laughs> I guess I can go next because mine is uh, it's another. Yeah, big... so I'm sorry, I was I was trying to chew this thing. It's it, it, what, are you, what are you chewing, Crow? What you got I... your Christmas Crow? <laughs> yeah, baby. Crow, fast. I was going to put Devin's name down on this, but uh, I'm going to choose for the most crow eaten. That would be the United States of America. What do you mean, Chris? What well, crow in America eat? What are you talking about? A uh, little, a uh, little old virus, or yeah, virus, right? A little old thing came along called COVID nineteen, <laughs> and uh, millions of Americans are eating it now. And what are we talking about Chris? That's going to be over by Easter. Mm, COVID <laughs> doesn't go away unless you eat it all. I heard two weeks, Chris. <laughs> There's that was been, 57 weeks ago. I don't think I lived in a year where there's been so many wrong pro- proclamations and and you know o- omens and predictions in my life. Dude, it's been so dude. What the fuck, America? Like not only not in not only with the COVID response, but with everything. <laughs> but with with the whole Black Lives Matter. Black yeah. debacle, Matter, the election, like, dude, legit, playoff. the president of America 
was like, just shoot black people on a tweet. Like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> well, Steve, after years of all of this, we, we are eating our crow right now. We are dining on it more readily than any other country in the in the world. And uh, I don't know if we're going to learn anything from it. That's the thing. It's appalling. It's appalling. And maybe we're in a maybe we're in a, like a fall of Rome time time right here. Hey, plague crippled Rome, too. You know, like they had. Well, I feel I feel personally attacked and oppressed right now because um, because I think all lives matter. Gosh, <laughs> oh, shit. So I'm, I'm the minority. Okay, I'm the one getting bullied online for thinking this. You crow right now. You should <laughs> crow the night doing all over you. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Hope he knows how quiet I'm being here. Yeah, Can you imagine if Devin was true. If Devin was his true meme heel self. <laughs> it's tough to be your friend right now, Devin. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want you to be my friend. <laughs> If you started acting like that, I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I, no, um, we don't have to be friends. Don't, 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 be, don't be my friend if I start saying <laughs> stuff like that. That's the thing. You know, we know. We know. We know each other enough to know that we don't think that way. You know, we never would think that way. We can that's, goof on each other that's for why saying I'm such that. a big fan of context. Because yeah. if you just read some of our text messages in a purple, Yeah, nobody leaked that stuff, okay? Yeah, that's a big one, guys. Uh, I'm sorry to well, hear that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go next uh, on the, the coattails of the USA. There's a certain American uh, <laughs> that's in our that's in our our little community. He's in the um, he's in so the this video is game. two awards for him. Yeah, it kind of is right because he is an American. <laughs> he is an American. <laughs> and uh, he's not even, He's got to eat the biggest crow. I remind everybody on the Discord server of this every every time I think about it and laugh. <laughs> yeah, I remind everybody of this. But in uh in on uh November tenth, twenty nineteen, he posted some tweet and then came into the Discord and said, "Stop buying bad games because the number next to the name went up. Want more from your games?" In response to us being salty about Resident Evil 2 remake getting shit on because it was it's not a real game because it was a remake okay um and he has kind of a point i mean we kind of we shit on him then we made him eat a, li- a little baby crow then cuz we pointed out that he uh he still plays <laughs> little fighter 5 it was a little pre crow we gave him yeah, yeah, yeah a little baby was, yeah unanimous unanimous anti fan game of the year yeah a little pre crow came out of our little, tip a little crow egg we sent him a little tiny crow egg to and we were like chew don't chew on this it says street fighter 5 on it and you play it every single day uh and then this year I, mean, I don't have the I'll, I don't have the the exact I could, I could probably look for them but the timeline you're saying yeah like I don't have the exact quotes the receipts right now in front of me but if I if I, I mean, search for them I can you could, you could listen to our best baby uh, for Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah, VII remake yeah. Right. yeah he uh he cried playing a remake this year with a with a fat num a fat whole number of a number seven on. Next to the next to not the only game. does it have a fat number, it also has the word and not only that, but it's part one. <laughs> it's part one. Yeah. Oh, dude, one that's more like from your game, numbers. man. One more for you. Yeah, that's like double. That's double trouble there, because you get the this, you get the Final Fantasy VII remake one, and he's gonna eat up that Final Fantasy remake two and three and four. <laughs> so, um, 
<laughs> so perfect. Uh, I, I would like to um, humbly, humbly present this uh, this hoagie with a with a crow, with a live crow inside of it, to Rain, because he uh, he he tried to he tried to dab on us about about fucking simping for these triple A. He said, play, play your play the indies. Yeah. Not your triple A yeah. garbos. Yeah. Stop simping for the fucking triple A fucking <laughs> uh, big budget sequel remakes because those aren't fucking real games. Duh. And then we checked his pantry and you know it was full of fucking crow and humble pies. <laughs> full of fucking one winged angel crows. We love rain and I and I I I I I'm honored to present this award to you, right? Because <laughs> because I felt a type of way, um, because you know that was our game. Resident Evil Two was our game, and we're like, how come nobody wants? Like, that's our guy. That's, that's, that's our guy. That's our guy. Man, we were all. We were yeah, how come all you don't want me, man? And Rain's like, because you fucking playing bad games, bro. That's why playing bad games with sequel that have sequel numbers on it. The Prince more of Error was kind of a sequel. To that I say, you know what, Rain, want more from your games. And you probably do because you're going to get about four sequels for that sequel. Yeah, you are. Remake from it. <laughs> I don't think that's stopping it too, personally. But. Spend about at least at least two hundred forty dollars on on one remake if you include all the sequels. And that's and then that's a year later they will release them all collected for twenty dollars. <laughs> and you will feel stupid. Oh man, that's funny. But yeah, I love you. And um. Nobody yeah. said congratulations to cheap, my friend. Congratulations. Rain, you've you've gone from winning an award for releasing a video game that has been on a Nintendo Direct to winning the Crow Eating Award for 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just kidding. It's been a bad year. Yes. I'm gonna continue sending Rain the uh the job postings that I that I look at for Bungie so I can get trying to get him in. Trying to get him in. Yeah, I'm trying to get him in there. I'll work it from home now, Rain. You can get in there. All right. So, what about you, Devin? So, uh, my, mine again is is uh, <laughs> I think a little bit more tongue in cheek. I will start this with uh, uh, Paul. You know, you, okay. Remember the WrestleMania where Shawn Michaels had to retire Ric Flair and said, "I'm sorry, I loved you," and then had to kick him in the face and pin him and end his career. Um, I think we all felt like that a little bit. Uh, uh, mere days ago when, when a friend of the show, friend in real life, Paul, made a suggestion that why even have awards uh, on the, on, again, mere hours before our anti-fanboy awards, uh, which, again, you know, felt... This was like he was on the red carpet yeah, in his tuxedo. Carpet. Like, <laughs> you know what? Why bother... There's world hunger. What are we even doing here? And everybody's like, no. no but the thing is, that wasn't even his, that wasn't even what he said. You're giving him too much credit. <laughs> you're giving him less crow to eat. You're right. His you're complaint right. wasn't there was world hunger. One, he showed up like he was a Columbine shooter in the middle of a discussion <laughs> that was had nothing to do with awards. He kicked the door open and just unloaded. And he set awards, up. Awards, he set up. Sorry, Ethan. Awards. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, with his turtleneck, his social life. <laughs> oh, uh, he was like his foodborne uh, post in his back pocket. Yeah, he just kicks the door open and he's like, "Awards are contrived," and I'm like, "What?" I mean, listen, wow. what? Listen. And not only did this span a, a multi-hour long argument, dude. I look, it was like three hours. 
And it, you <laughs> it know, the thing like was, I've, I've realized how to deal with Paul is if you just don't say anything to him, he'll empty out his entire mind until you get to the real thing that's bugging Paul. Which is his chair that he's been using for years. <laughs> I, I mean, that's chair. probably part of it. But yeah, he was like, <laughs> well, I don't get awards at work. I don't get recognized at work. They keep a sheet over me at work. When I go to bed, they tell me it's night. And it's like, Paul, are you a parakeet? <laughs> oh my god I, I have to admit from an observer an outside observer this was kind of like when you go to the zoo and you look yeah. at you look at them like an enclosure of animals and you see like two of them are really fighting and going at it yeah, and yeah, everyone's yeah. like looking but then like kind of not looking because they're not like sure if it's because they're in isolation and they're depressed and there's all these problems brewing but you're like oh that's kind of fascinating but then you get a little stressed because you're like shit those things are like oh my god oh, they, should, they should stop this you're <laughs> starving children in india right now cell phone? and then you throw it into the lake um so listen <laughs> aside from that though i, I think the <laughs> really besides his word, but his name here because i couldn't really think of anything else uh hey. listen paul the keely awards mm. grew over i think 73 percent from 2018 all right (laughs) so yeah awards do matter and people do care and you know what let us have this one little tiny gem of a thing yeah regardless of if you want to say it's 2020 and this year sucks it could have been 2018 just let me have a thing that i want to talk about on a podcast that i do for content with my friends maybe no, Don't but then you're you. no, but you know what? That you're not real. You're not real. <laughs> you're not. You're yeah. You're not real. Dude. No. Yeah, we're not. We're not real. So it's okay that you guys do it because you're not real, guys. I'm brain dancing right now. No, you can. Really care. Care. Yeah, this, is, this is all just a, a brain yeah, dance for so 2020. Brain dancing in Paul's brain, just <laughs> out. Like why? Why is he doing that? Why is he? Why is he needs <laughs> to stop. What is wrong? With, wait, who is that what's, talking in the what's background? That smell? Oh, oh, they're talking about how awards aren't real. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. Yeah, poor Chris. Actually, not poor Chris. <laughs> I envy Chris that he just caught that. He yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, like, oh, I mean, I, I, I don't like, I don't like when people are ragging on my boys. So that pissed me <laughs> off a little bit. Well, but again, again, Paul, it's all. Other than that, you yeah. know, it's all in good fun. And also, congratulations, Paul. You won an award. You won. <laughs> so now you can <laughs> shut the <laughs> fuck up, dog. Oh man, I kid, Paul. I break your chops because I love your chops. Mm-hmm. Literally, I think it's bust. I bust your chops. It's not I break your chops. You nah, you're breaking chops. some chops. He's He's breaking chops, some chops. They look What's delicious. That? He uses yeah, break off a chop off of Paul and eat it. It's probably okay. So, so Paul's got Paul's got Paul's got Paul's got Discord conversations that I love. And his food porn conversations, yeah, I love. Oh, I love when he's belittling Stin too in the food porn channel. I love that. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> I just love, oh, dude. I love pulling <laughs> it out. We spawned we spawned 2021's biggest competition. Uh, Paul versus Stin. Oh, I can't wait. The cook-offs Who has throughout the best year. knives, Paul versus John. Oh, that's, that's Sam one. used her knives today for the first time. And what for? What awesome. on? Uh, well, we got a we got a griddler. Is that what is a griddle? griddle well like like griddle maybe it'll press like a griddle press Ooh, oh okay yeah, like panini griddles yes we like made we made paninis tonight and um she got to use her knives on um on the tomatoes and stuff she's like man these are amazing 
Awesome. I was like, yes. I was like, I'm not allowed to use them because I'm gonna call, I'll call myself. With them. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> fucking stupid sharp, man. You gotta be. Yeah. Careful. No, she like she like she literally just fucking sliced right through a tomato like it was nothing. I was like, I cannot touch that ever, and I will I will not touch it ever. So, but yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> for um. Because I, I actually, that, right? yeah, this, I should I should point this out on Discord too, just in case Paul doesn't listen to this. But I did tell her that I went into the to the Discord and ask, and I was like, yeah, I was gonna get you like a, a block of that. She's like, no, no, I don't want that. I was Ooh. like, oh, thank God. I was like, dodge the bullet because I was gonna. She would have to gonna... pretend that she was happy to have a block. Exactly. Of that in her house. Yeah, yeah. So, thanks, Paul. You still suck. Eat your crow. <laughs> eat your crow. Don't respond. Just eat your crow in the corner yeah. there. You know what? Eat Don't talk while your mouth's full. And post on food porn about how, <laughs> how you put it on the on the grill for twelve hours and you, you let know, it. John, do you know the superstition about knives? No. Do what is the superstition? So the superstition goes that if you give someone knives as a gift, Ooh. they have to give you a coin, or it splits the friendship. What? what? Yes. That's Look some old, up. like, fucking Viking tradition or something. Yeah. So get Sam to give you a coin. All right. I'm, I'm going to tell her right now. That's part of the tradition. That's part of the tradition. It's important. No, it right isn't. Now. I'm making... I, I'm not, making really? I'm not making that, I'm not making the tradition up. I'm making the importance of the tradition. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's really not that important. But that Guaranteed is. to happen if you don't. <laughs> I, but, I always used to hear back in the day, and then I looked it up, and it, there is some truth to it. Be, or it's not truth, but <laughs> yeah, it's just Jesus Christ. You there's a history of it, you know. Of the I'm truth. about to give Steve some knives right now. Be like, no, if I you don't get like, if you get like um, a multi tool, does that count? Yeah, it has a knife in it. Yeah, Fuck. Let's oh, shit, you can get it. I gotta get the the story about if I give you a screwdriver. You have to suck my dick. <laughs> Did you give me a screwdriver? Oh my no, God. I gave you the screwdriver with the pocket knife. With the yeah, I gave you one of the Swiss. I do know. I do know. If you give two books to someone, they have to bone you in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> so in between the butt, in between in, the books, the train. In, yeah, in between the books. Starts with Steve and ends with John. Right? We have to do it based on the number of books. Yeah, well, I mean, so it would be John. That, John got the first one. I got the second one. Chris, you got the fourth one. Yeah. I'll be honest. Who got three? Uh, Who's boning you in the butt the third? I was going to get three, and then I gave him that game instead. So three's out in the open. Three's in the wild. You know, three's for whomever is actually interested. How about that? I might be. There we go. I've been reading a lot on my time off. That's, I'm just saying. Right, we I need, bet, to, we need to move to best surprise. I know of. Best surprise! Woo! Come out of That's nowhere. Surprise. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, Shit. Okay. Uh, do you want me and John to go first? Because we share yeah, it. Yeah, tag Share it. Yeah. Chris and I watched the best anime of the year, and it was a live action Netflix uh, limited series called The Queen's Gambit, starring Anya Taylor Joy. John, do you remember? When you went on our podcast to say, hey, Chris, there's this really great show on Netflix. And, you know, I really enjoyed it. And it's really interesting. And I and then you and then you texted Devin and Steve a video of you uh, pretending to jack off all over (laughs) uh, all over your keyboard when I I said that. And then I think that words out of your mouth were, uh, John, you have brain damage. (laughs) I responded. I'm like, no, it's a good show. It was really good. Okay. You got hit in the head recently. You anime yeah. chess show? What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? 
I mean, you know what, John? John? I sat around and I was like, John's my boy. He knows what's good. He knows what's up. And I pulled up my Netflix and I watched one episode. I was like, I'm going to give this one episode. If it doesn't do it for me in one episode, I'm walking. Fucking, I watched four episodes in a row. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's how it is. And then Steve Steve watched it, too. Right in suit. I fell in line. And then Devin watched it and then finished it two months later. But he still liked it. Yeah, I, it's a good show. Like, he was like, "I like it. I just, what's the game they're playing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what's I chess? Just, I never played, played it before. Chess. What's chess? chess. <laughs> I mean, like, do her boobs get bigger? Like, I don't, is this I don't like a fat titted Gina Carano thing? <laughs> I mean, or is this like a Warlocks from from the acting to how it was shot, the pacing of the show, the editing, everything? It's got a great yeah. style to it. Um, and honestly, I probably I don't even know what I think it was just like that. There was hype around it, so I was like, oh, "I'll check it out." It came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, though. I remember yeah. Vicious. I think Vicious uh, posted the the trailer for it like six months ago or something. And I was like, "Oh man, this actually looks pretty dope. I might be into this because I like chess. I'm not That's good the thing. at it." Vicious, Vicious has his pulse on all the anime. Yeah, this, yeah. This is this is very much anime. <laughs> so. <laughs> Came out of nowhere, oh. and I—I'll tell you what, Anna Taylor Joy, Anya Taylor, Anya, Anya, Anya Taylor Joy, I think, fantastic actress, really great, you know, yeah, yeah, really, she is so lucky that this came out before New Mutants. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you? Uh, who saw New Mutants here? I did. How was she in, in it? By the way, uh, she's. I mean, she has a Russian accent, so it's like mm. when somebody's putting she's on like a very cartoonishly <laughs> thick accent, it's kind of hard. But I mean, she's fine mm. in it. She's she's not bad. Well, she's going to be the new Furiosa, so watch out, world. I, I'll tell you what. I really liked her in Split. I think she was great. Yeah, like I, I, she's great in Split. She's, she's been in the Witch. Great in the, the Witch. witch. Yeah. In the, in oh, the Witch. witch. That's right. I always forget. That's that. her. Yeah, that is. That her. I know. I know. I wasn't the biggest fan of that movie, but if you go back and listen to that episode, I'm like, damn, those child actors were fucking great. Dude, yeah, dude. Dudley Dursley is in this. Dudley fucking Dursley. Let's not get wet. excited about Dudley Dursley. Dudley Dursley got his shit wet. The kid from Love Actually got his shit wet. In this show too, towns almost and the cowboy. You know, towns <laughs> almost made my uh, towns almost made my biggest crush, just because he, he almost did. I'm not I, I, weirdly, he's walks, weirdly but. sexy. Uh, cowboy crustache with a knife. I think we all know somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. That's that, that's Loki. That's Loki. Yeah. Dark Horse Fire Team of the Year is uh, Dudley Dursley and and uh, Knife Cowboy. Knife Cowboy, Knife Cowboy, Cowboy, Cowboy. Mustache, Cowboy. Yeah, Chris Burton? No, no, no. That's somebody else. Listen, we know. listen. That's somebody. Somebody who hung out in a comic book shop for most of his childhood. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that guy a lot. But yeah, so yeah, that's that was a, such a good surprise. It was such a good show, and I'm glad I watched it. And I think it, I speak for uh, for Santa too because I was like, hey, like you might be in this show. She's like, nah, just watch it without me. I'm like, just watch. It was like you, Chris. I was like, just watch one episode with me and see if you're into it. She was hooked like, too. Was, she was, oh, yeah. like, Isn't that fun when you're like, I was like, see, I was right. <laughs> watching something, oh. and they sit down. They're like, "Hey, can you um, can you not watch this?" And yeah, can you're can like, you not poison my mind with this. We have a thing. 
we have a thing now. <laughs> we have a thing, and we watch it regularly, not like a weird like. Eh, we'll watch it later. Yep. We want to watch this thing. So I'm glad you guys liked it too. Thumb way the fuck up. Yeah. Great thumb, thumb in the sky. Best surprise. Way to go, Queen's yes, Gambit. Yes. All right, I'll, I'll go. I'll go next. Um, again, listen. Um, potential spoilers incoming. I'm going to try my best uh, to, to not just go too deep into in, in all future topics. But uh, listen, when I fired up Final Fantasy VII Remake, I was not expecting the direction that we were going to go into. Um, there were multiple moments in this game where I was like, are they, are they, what? Like, what's going on? Like, hold on. Like, that's a reference to the thing that didn't happen yet in this game. What's going on here? By the time I beat this game, boy, I was tickled pink. Um, I'm a big Final Fantasy seven fan. I, I, you know, I definitely loved it as a kid growing up. I was excited for the remake. Uh, and I am all for doing something different. You know, I'm all for kind of subverting expectations, right? Uh, if you want to, you know, use that term. But I am so intrigued. And I know it's not universally accepted or loved. And there's a lot of backlash to this. But man, I have never beat a game and have been so utterly excited for where they're going to go next mm-hmm. uh, than I have after I beat Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, you know? And again, this isn't even just the end stuff. This is even within the things that they did and altered slightly, just within the core game. Uh, right. The way combat works, uh, primarily. Uh, again, the big story elements, even certain moments, you know? Like, uh, Steve, I, I think you and I were both big fans of the, uh, the whole Honeybee Inn type process. That's... Yeah, majorly oh different. Uh, there's big differences there. Again, not nothing world altering or anything like that. But goddamn, um, like like it. it I, I'm totally with you. Like the the changes they made in the story, and, and and they do they do what I love in remakes, where it's not just like a a, a shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. It, it's here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that you love. You can still go back and play Final Fantasy yeah, yeah. Seven the way you played is, it. Your thing is still there. It's we're gonna have, we're gonna have some fun. And, and Final Fantasy Remake, it does some stuff that I love it just because it it says a lot of things about creating art and 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 and, and entertainment. And and you know I think it's it's a tightrope having to try to change something like Final Fantasy VII to make mm-hmm. it a little bit more, you know, surprising. But the fact yeah. that they were able to kind of weaponize your nostalgia. Yes. You know, yes. That you know. is a really impressive thing to do in anything. And yeah. And the fact that like, listen, there was that scenario where I was like, am I really going to be excited for a game that's going to come out in two years where I know exactly the same beats that it's going to go through. And I know exactly how the end of this game is going to be, uh, you know, for multiple games, like for two or three possible sequels. Um, and listen, while I probably would have been in for it because I'm, I'm into that stuff. It's really, uh, again, I was tickled pink to find out that is not the case. The, the future is essentially wide open. 
uh, with this. Mm-hmm. Again, this isn't one thing or another thing. This is just the whole, like they said, this is our take. This is our goal. And like, let's just go for it. And I like applaud them for that. I like, I yeah. absolutely loved it. And I'll tell you, and I really like wasn't that. expecting it at all because again, if there's anything that's like sacred, you'd think it'd be like the final fantasy seven story, right? Cause and, everybody and- knows this, this moment has to happen. And again, while it might, now I don't know. And I love that. I, I think too, like, there's a point of for for somebody who's not completely in love with Final Fantasy VII. Like I I played it. I really liked it when I was younger. I don't right. have the connection to that some people have with it. But like the fact that I was walking around in the remake and be like, "Hey, I remember that. Hey, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't remember that. I don't remember this motorcycle no, I guy. I don't remember these yeah. fucking." What are these Harry Potter ghosts? And being like, okay, that, that kind of works with everything. I see yeah. what you're doing. Okay. I remember that. You know, like back into the nostalgia again afterwards. Like, mm. I thought that was really neat. How it kind of weaves in and out. You know? Of the- yeah. yeah. No, exactly. I, I, and again, it, it really is just like, it's the boldness that they said, all right, if we're going to do this. Like, we're going to do it this way. And like, Sorry. Like, I'm sure I, I know it's not everybody's right. cup of tea, but you know, it, it's they, they did what resident evil remake did where they took all of the, uh, what, what's the girl's name? Linda or the Who, Emily like, resident evil. Resident oh. yeah, the, or the, oh, no, the resident evil one remake girl or something, right? There's like the girl yeah, that's yeah. like all like shacked up and immortal, And she's like chasing you throughout the house. Oh, the, the little girl that they experimented on. Yeah, and like that stuff was not in the original. Lisa, but like that's Lisa. Lisa, thank you. Yes. Like some of that shit was like some of the coolest shit. And like Final Fantasy VII leaned into that. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. Like so yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go deeper into the spoilers, but I love that like when you finish this game, like Devin said, that it makes you optimistic mm. for the future because you don't know what it can lead to. Yeah, and you know, I I watched a, a an interesting critique about this, and they were like, you know what, say what you want about Square Enix, like they stick with their weird ass decisions, and I really do hope that this is the case because again, there's been experiences in the past with other games and and films and Kingdom like Hearts. We're yeah, as long as they don't ignore it, dude. Yeah, yeah, we're backlash. They will back up. They're like, oh, let's let's change things. Like they're like, nah, dog. Like you're gonna have Kingdom Hearts, System FX Y thirty two seven dash Star Star Fox, and you're gonna like it. You're gonna love and for it. For good or ill, that is, they are just all systems go. And in this case, I am I'm right there with them. So yes, please. Again, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Congratulations, Final Fantasy VII, for best surprise. Uh, my best surprise for 2020. <clears throat> this came out of nowhere for me. It's Borat 2. Borat subsequent film sequel, I think it's called. Uh, uh, I think this movie is better than the first. Like, the first one has, like, some amazing jokes. But, like, as an actual, like, film story, like, just, like, like tale you're telling... I think this just com- comes together so well. It's weird. It's weird field. to see a movie like Borat mature, become more mature in, yeah. in a sequel to Borat when they kind of yeah. just turned it in. Just, have, just have, you know, they kind of, it, it, 
Especially it, with comedy, you know? Yeah, because yeah. it, it kind of like updated itself with the times and it, it poked fun at it. At it I, I mean, or, not only did it update for the times, like I think I think it just naturally had to. Like yeah. where where we were politically and worldwide in 20, uh, 2006 um compared to where we are 2020, I think, you know, I think we're I think a lot of us are smarter now. A lot of us have matured like you said, but I also think the character of Borat, you know, him maturing and in order to pick at these people, make fun of these people, he had to go these routes. Like that's always been the joke is it's like Borat's Borat's just kind of like a gun that he's handing to people. He's, he's not pulling the trigger. The people are pulling the triggers at themselves. You know what, Steve, you know, what surprised me the most about this movie was his daughter being just as funny as him. Yes. Like, yeah, I, like, Maria Jones, Back, uh, I, think I think her name is the actress. This movie yeah. would not have worked if she wasn't the, as good as she was. Now hear this, man. I heard some news, some rumors go boiling about, and they say that the Golden Globes currently they had Glenn Close in the best supporting actress in a comedy as being like almost a shoe in to win. But now they're saying that Maria is going to be it's got to be her. It's going to be her year. She's going to win. And I think she does. Glenn Close has enough awards. <laughs> you know? What a good yeah. what, a, what an amazing that's. Yeah. If anything, best surprise could have easily gone to her as well. Just her. For, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because again, like that. Sasha Baron Cohen's, I think a very unique type of comedian, and the fact that he found somebody that was just as willing. Dude, she goes to, all like, yeah, she went all in like too. Is is very very cool. Does it didn't break? Well, that's at least hard, you know. man. That, that's hard to find in anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Oh, it's like, good, good casting. Yeah. Just a just a, uh, the film that I I did not expect comes out and it just kind of like blew me away like mm. i could have put it i could put it up there with one of the movies of the the one of the best movies of the year oh easy. It, i mean it wasn't my best movie of the year but this movie is yeah, is up the there list. for 2020 Dude, that's top five list. man for me it's so good it's gotta be you know this year was kind of thin suit for film in general and right i think borat made a you know sash baron cohen made a film a comedy uh, that spread across the entire country and mm. made it relevant to what's going on. Like that's impressive. So congratulations, Borat two best surprise of 2020 for, for the, 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 the slime King awards <laughs> from, from slime, ball Steve. Ball slime. We'll, uh, we'll mail it to her. <laughs> Slimiest balls of the year. <laughs> Slimiest balls of the year. Uh, have a biggest crush gang. Biggest crush. Ooh. Talk about slimy balls. Ooh. It's yeah. the biggest crush, aka the slimiest balls award. <laughs> Man, uh, you know what? I'll jump in just because uh, I'm, I'm riding high. So, my biggest crush is <laughs> this is basic as F. But it is. listen, growing up, I was always a Tifa man. Got them, got them fair teeth. I think, yeah. I think for for all the obvious reasons, right? Um, I think these. I love she's got like, fat like, titties. She's I, like Tifa. I like that uh, one. She doesn't die, uh, so that's yeah. a plus. Uh, I no like- spoilers. What the fuck, man? <laughs> God damn it! I was in the middle of playing. I was gonna surprise you guys and give you. Yo, my, that could be part of my review. I was gonna tell you guys I gave it a kill after I after I beat it. Fuck. Damn, I mean, shit. Shit. So, uh, listen, I. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Uh, I I've always I like that she was a a better member of the party than than um, than Aerith was. Uh, obviously, she has she has cool limit breaks. Uh, she punches and kicks things right, and uh, on top of that, you know, <laughs> the obvious, right? Um, I did not expect myself to fall in love with the character Aerith as much as I did playing the remake. Uh, uh, and again, like in my, I think I played through seven, probably two and a half times, I think total, like the, the original. Um, and I was always like, you know, uh, Tifa was my girl, right? So, and a lot of this I do think is credit to voice actress uh, Brianna White, uh, who's not really known as a voice actress. I think she's more of a, like a, a streamer that just got the part. Uh, and I think she infuses a lot of just that charm that, again, I read on the screen in the text box and it, none of it really came across. And then by the time we were there in the gaming space, she's more of this kind of deified character. She's just this living, walking martyr. And you get to see Aerith in this form where she's not that, right? She's this happy-go-lucky character. Uh, she curses and she's just so charming and i really fell in love with this character and man there's just scenes where you're just like this is we'll wait until sucks him off comes over and stabs yeah. <laughs> him off yeah well when sucks off happens uh, i think i'm gonna <laughs> the man, one bald like... angel <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm gonna be i'm gonna be hurting man I, I he jumps hurting. off a cliff like dick first at her <laughs> yeah of course what do you think uh, that's it is, dude. Oh, so, listen, I played. I played, played Smash Brothers. That's canon. Um, that sword is yeah. fucking stupid long. His I love it, dude. I love that sword. But, it's, it's, he's, you know, he's, and uh, he doesn't have it downstairs, so he's yeah. got to carry it away. <laughs> he's, got, he's got small dick syndrome. I'll, I'll, I'll say this too. I watched a lot. There's a lot of clips of uh, the again the voice actress playing the game and talking about oh, in this scene we did that, and this scene we did this. And, I don't know, man. It was just very infectious, and I was like, oh, oh, my heart. I was in love with her. So I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm a if I'm a an ancient guy or a boob guy at this point. Who knows? Devin, you chose poorly. Oh, man. here we go. Yes. <laughs> All right, Steve. The correct uh, answer. Oh, you weren't arguing. Steve, Steve. Steve went for for a twenty four hour Walmart trash. <laughs> No, no, no. You know what I went for? I went for the, I went for the fucking firecracker, baby. I went, for the, I went for the one that broke the mold. Jesse Raspberry. Fucking no, a, a nobody. A nobody in the original. This chick comes out of nowhere. And she's DTF right out the gate. Mm -hmm. She gives you your first fucking materia and is like, hey, you know, I know I live in an all-female dorm. Uh, let me just you want in? You want in? Do you know how much? How many times I hit the X button trying to get in that? Oh, maybe. <laughs> no, I thought there might be like one of those like old like if you do it a hundred times you get in. Yeah, yeah, like the art, like the Tomb Raider nude code. Doesn't That's work. Doesn't work. No. Okay, so here's the thing that I love about Jesse Raspberry. Jesse Raspberry again went from nothing in the first one to becoming this fully fleshed out just like fun happy she's the character that i kind of th thought tifa was going to be in this game and i was disappointed in tifa because the way i always imagined tifa in my head was like the hardened bartender who's willing to like kind of just like 
go out there and like do a little dirty stuff. Like, like she's not the cleanest person. She runs a trashy bar and they kind of went the opposite direction with Tifa in this. And Jesse was kind of the one where she comes from a good home, but she, and this is maybe spoilers, slight spoilers for the game. She threw away a bright future because of what happened to her family, her father, like she's got like a whole thing going on. She's trying to get you fucking pizza with the family. Like there's a scene in this that makes me so happy. And I'm going to stop after this. Cause I could talk about Jesse so much <laughs> is when you, when you go fuck, when you go to do your like fucking avalanche bombing run and you guys are hang gliding and you're just all smiles and joy. I was sitting there with a big stupid smile on my face. I'm like, I love this. You were like, remakes are good games. <laughs> remakes are good games. <laughs> yeah. You know I, I mean, yeah, I had the same moment. I was like, I love this game. This game is Chris, yeah, Chris as a third party here. I need to know who would you pick between, Aerith and uh, Jesse Raspberry. None of them. Tifa, baby. Give me the fat oh, ass. Oh, man. He got the fat teeth. He went, he went for the pumpkin he spice for the fat Come on. Her ass out with vanilla ice cream. Oh, Come on, dude. Death. I love her. I love her. I'm not going to lie, Chris. I love her. I, 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 I mean, I know she's not in this, but I always pegged you as a Yuffie guy. Nope. What are you talking about, Yuffie? Man, Chris, well, Chris is that's at not home. even legal. Chris is at home looking up fart videos of. I like this when she sits on cakes. Mm, yeah. See, I'm just happy. <laughs> so now, now you got three three girls to pick from in Final Fantasy VII. Wait, so so if it wasn't Tifa as your actual biggest crush, Chris, who is it? Well, um, there's one thing I know: uh, talent is sexy. And in this circumstance, I chose Beth Harmon from... Oh, an anime character. <laughs> Basic. Let's be honest here. I like big eyes. Um, <laughs> I really do. Oh, my God. Have. It's, it is something that I've always found attractive. And uh, she looks like a goddamn alien in the show. And... That kind of gets me going too. So, how come uh, you know what? They should have just waited a few years because she would have been an excellent Akita battle angel. Fuck yeah, dude! I'd watch the shit out of that. Whatever Um, it's called. Wait, wait. So, Chris, is it more the character? Okay, I guess I hate to ask, but is this more of the actress or is this like the actual character of Beth Harmon that you? That you're crushing on. Let's be let's be honest. A little bit both. (laughs) Call me, call me. I'm not. I'm not gonna deny that. Of course that. Anna Taylor-Joy is very attractive. But I think the character adds more to the attraction because... Alcoholism. I like fiery women. I like girls that have a little little, little torch in them, in their belly. A little fire in them. Alcoholic. Torch in their belly and on their head, Chris. Uh Go poppers. (laughs) Hey, you know, everybody's got problems. And... uh, (laughs) Uh, yeah, and I, I kind of, I, I don't necessarily pity her, but I feel bad for her, you know, the life that she had to live, and uh, I just feel like if she had someone that cared about her a little bit more, maybe she would be even better than she currently is, and that got me thinking, that's probably my crush, I'm thinking that. Chris, you would be that cowboy. <laughs> I would be, the oh, crustache cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> fucking crustache. Oh, no, 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 no. I'd, be wearing, I'd be wearing my Shrek mask. Yes, <laughs> oh, you got you got to play the Manchurian uh, deployment. Uh, <laughs> I'm constantly wearing my Shrek mask. Hey, let's go again. 
Let's go again. Let's again. 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 Uh, yeah, I just yeah, there's a lot to, to be attracted to in Beth Harmon, in my opinion. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. Talk yeah. about talent. I'll tell you about talent. Uh, I waited to be last because I wanted to be last because I believe my uh, biggest crush is the true number one biggest crush of 2020, hands down. Uh, his name is Carlos Oliveira from yeah. Resident Evil 3. Uh, let me uh, let me take you back to March 25th, 2020. On okay, the- run it back. Run it back. Uh, everybody played the demo for Resident Evil 3. And the first thing, one of the first things I said was I I uh, tagged you three and I said, sorry, it's too early, but right now Carlos is the team to beat in the running for 2020 crush of the year. The game still hadn't even come out yet. And I was fucking into him. Let me tell you, uh, let me tell you a couple, let me quote, give you some more quotes here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Hit me, hit, hit me up with these. Uh, where he says, "Hey, fuck face." Uh, no, quote. not just fuck. Oh man, I love that shit. When he, <laughs> called, when he called her, when he called Jill a tall glass of water, I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "All right." Oh, I was like, okay. "Yo, give me a big bite of that. I want this shit." <laughs> but yeah, I was. What I was saying was, um, okay. So another thing, I I took a picture on March twenty fifth too. I took a screenshot of Carlos on March 27th, two days after the demo came out, I stopped playing it. I said, Carlos is creeping up on Leon. <laughs> From John, that, that's, 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 that's huge, that is, right? That's, that's, huge. that's huge. And I still feel this way. I play Resident Evil 4 again this year. Don't get, you know, don't get twisted. Yeah, yeah. I still feel Carlos still feeling. I said, I can't wait for Carlos's shirt to accidentally get torn up. Uh, on uh, I guess that's night the day Does before he release date. No, 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 it's just the mods. It's just the mods. Yeah, just the mods. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man, I'll buy it for you. Yeah, that's the I'll thing. Buy, I've seen so many images from mods now. <laughs> it's it's a, like my brain is rewriting what <laughs> happened in that game. Oh man, uh, crush. I said on on April second, crush of the year, Carlos. Carlos. Game wasn't even out. Was it out yet? It was out on I think the third. It came out. Okay, so you are also you said, calling your shot. Okay, so yeah, so. Did we beat it on the first day, Devin? I forget. Oh, man. It, you beat I, it I in like know. the first few days. Are you sure? Day two. I think it, it might have been, been day one. I don't know. But on the 7th, I said, Carlos is actually pretty amazing in this game if you think about it. I don't know about you guys, but Carlos got the Black Panther Civil War treatment for me. <laughs> From D tier to S tier or whatever. I fucking fell head over heels for this guy. All right? I wasn't expecting anything at all. I didn't really feel anything for him when I played the original Resident Evil 3 Nemesis for PlayStation 1. But I don't know. I guess it was the, the writing or the dialogue or something. Uh, Maybe it was his big, just such like, a, greasy hair. It was, I don't know. He was just such a likable character for me. Like, just right off the bat, you know. Perpetually sweaty. Super sweaty the whole time. Do you honestly think it's because he has like the balls to hit on Jill? Maybe, but not only that, but he like he respected Jill too, like that that shit too. Called her super space. I get it. Yeah, and then he's like, he what was that other quote where he's like, "Uh, if I don't come back, then you know I feel bad for you because then you'll have to. You have Literally, to go on with Carlos Lisp. Carlos Dumb line. He's such a dumb he's just he's such a dumb, lovable boy. Like he this is you know, new Chris Redfield, I guess, for me. Like that's, that's what we love that's what we love in Resident Evil. We love we love dumb boys. Yeah, and the and the, yeah, the, the um, truth. His part in the, the one of his parts in um 
in the game was was super awesome too. When the horde the horde mode part and the hospital in the hospital, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I mean that whole great. hospital sequence is pretty fun, especially when you're going through, especially like, when you optimize your routes down. like uh like Devin and I did. Lost in the hospital, and I didn't realize you had to go to the door immediately to the right. I was like, oh, oh. yeah. You know what happened to me when I played the hospital scene? This I I lost sound. Weird. There was, there was no uh, sound during that scene. That was the only glitch I had to deal with in Resident Evil Three. That was one that's thing. That's that seems quaint now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a nightmare video games are. <laughs> oh, what a bug. Oh, Car- dude, game. Carlos is like he's like one of my favorite characters in Resident Evil history or in Resident Resident Evil lore now. Like Did I just. You, so- so when when Chris Redfield strangles him to death in Resident Evil <laughs> no, 8, how are you going to yeah, feel? Yeah. Oh. And he says, I'm, oh, 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 Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Joe. Oh, that's a shame. You. That's a shame. I don't know if you guys remember, but like on my my old live journal and shit, I used to ship Chris and Joe hard. Like I used to yeah. pick, I used to post uh, pictures from the ending of, of remake where you know where Jill's putting her her head on Chris's shoulder and stuff. I mean, I your old your shit. old username was Jill Redfield sixty nine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but like, and that like, who who would have thought? See, you I know? think that as an adult, John, you realize that Jill could do way better. Yeah, and yeah, Carlos so, is good for her. So and that's why. Yeah, I, the problem is the problem is Jill doesn't realize that as she still. That's has why I stand bad pictures of Chris. That's why I stand by my uh, my DLC idea of where Jill brain dances as Carlos and realizes mm. realizes through the brain dance how much he really cares for her, and then so. So is this a tune in in twenty twenty five when John Suarez says Steve Burnside is my crush? In no, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I didn't hate. I didn't hate Carlos in the clear. original. They're in love. So so no bump. So no bump for uh, Brad Vickers either. Oh, Brad Vickers. No, because he was too thirsty, dude. He Heart fucking water. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> water. Hey, I just wanted to let you know I, I got you. Uh, I got yeah, you. sorry about that, Jill. I mean, you know, maybe. Meanwhile, Carlos is like, "Hey, girl, can you go get my big fire hose?" Yeah, right. Nice guys get bit in a fucking gun shop, all right? He's got really nice hair. He's got really Carlos nice has amazing hair. hair. He's packing a hog, you can tell, because he walks around with big dick energy. Only big dick dudes fucking walk around like that, to be honest. Talks yeah. to Jill and respect earns you know, she earns her respect, he respects her. He really That's the only reason why Nemesis is going after her. His dick's not nearly as big as Carlos. Exactly. And you know what? I'm gonna use this time. To uh, transition into fire team of the year because uh, we're in the same we're in the same boat here, and uh, my fire team of the year is the Jill and the the railgun. In the, wait, uh, the railgun, not yeah. Carlos, not Carlos. Carlos. <laughs> They're never actually together. Yeah, that, they when do. Jill still and railgun get together. A giant blob, fat blob nemesis dies. Match made in heaven. These two, and you can I, walk right through the hole you made. <laughs> Dude, if you weren't getting fucking aliens vibes from from when she picks that railgun off, Hell yeah. and I don't, then you never watched Aliens, I guess. All right, I loved uh, that part of the game. Um, even at so even, even when I was trying to beat it on Inferno mode, and I couldn't, and I couldn't. I remember her line to Nemesis at the end was, "Stop touching my ass, you bitch." <laughs> 
<laughs> he shot it's a good him. line. What does she say? She says, "You think I don't know how to fuck you up?" Like she turns, she turns into fucking. Yeah, she was talking so much shit. She was talking so much shit. She became John McClane too at the same time. Like at John the- McClane, Blade, all of them <laughs> rolled a- up. <laughs> She's every fucking action hero rolled into this. That's fucking problem. Genesis is they always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> God. I love fucking when Nemesis falls into the fucking river and she's like, "Bitch can't even swim." Come on, that was awesome. I had that typed in. I had that typed into my moment of the year. It's a good moment. I want to take it back. I don't know. Out of nowhere. So at the risk of derailing everything, I did just post a picture of uh, a Jill moment in sheet three. Oh man, that's where I'm keeping all my secrets. Which is the Howard Mm. the Duck with the rail gun, and that's the guy (laughs) I like it. Oh no. What the fuck is that? What is that? Scene where Howard the Duck blows up the alien. But he it's it's I'm not I'm not even joking. It's it's like very similar to that moment. Oh, so maybe they maybe they pulled some maybe pull they pull it from there. Influential (laughs) film. Influence. I do remember that where he's like, "Yeah, you want stars? I'll give you stars." <laughs> yeah. So uh, time for everything else on that page, but uh, but yeah, no, that's that's the moment. Yeah. All right, so that's my fire team of the year, Jill. Good and fire team. Jill in a giant fucking railgun. I appreciate it. Uh, uh, guys, I go next? next. Yeah, go next. Army of two. Kane and oh, Lynch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ellie and Dina. Mm. Oh, oh, oh! Mm. Uh, Ellie, guys, and and they're all the same. No, Kane Lynch were lovers. Is that what you're of course, to say? of course. It's in the. There is that scene where they get stoned in a basement and uh, just subtext. touch each other's arms and shit. It's all about subtext, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ellie and Dina, I, I don't think I had as much fun. In Last of Us Two, then looking through destroyed Seattle, right? Seattle. Yeah, that's a great yeah. moment. Great. I moment. think that is that's the moment I fell in love with the video game. And um, Last of Us Two, of course, is what I'm talking about. Um, Ellie and Dina traveling together, their banter, their obvious love for each other. Um, Dude, even on, even opening up the map. Oh, you God. open it up and then Ellie or Dina point. You see Dina's finger point to where they're going, like that kind of shit. Mm. There's so much oh, going on. There's so much flavor. There's so much substance. There's so. But much Chris, they're, they're shoving lesbianism in my fucking face. Like, how am I? How am I supposed to concentrate in this game? They're shoving it in my face constantly. What the as hell? As far as I'm concerned, it's two people that are in love one, with one another. Going on a journey. It's not, it's not right in God's eyes. Road trip. Love road trip, baby. You know, my favorite part when Ellie and Dina, they stumble across Fraser's apartment and it's all destroyed. <laughs> and they find Martin's chair and Dina sits in it. And she's like, wow, this is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in. It's the bed. This is the best cab frock I've ever had. And then you get the surprise boss battle against Maris. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I... um. That never happened to me. But oh, dude, you gotta I go back. Man. I missed the first. <laughs> it's like how Devin missed the coin in the bank. Yeah, actually, I really like that. <laughs> I really like that bank scene because there's a lot of back and forth about what actually happened, and they're kind of yeah, yeah like that. I was scene so explained. in that scene. I missed the coin. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. Um, everything about this, every every little thing that you explore, Dina sort of has a comment about, and it's always feels real. 
and or it's funny, you know, or it's sad and it makes you care more and more about them when just walking around, you know, and I, I think as an essence of a fire team is concerned, seeing them fight through crisis after crisis is, I guess, what the whole fucking game's about, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, the journey being arduous and tough and making it through yeah. with people that you love. Um, and that's what Last of Us is all about. So, uh, yeah, I got to give it to Ellie and Dina for my fire team of the year. Can you put a little uh, little sidebar in there and just include a little baby Jesse in there, too? Just little baby Jesse. Little baby Jesse. Maybe Jesse. Spoilers. I don't know if that's a fire team anymore. Nah, it's not. Little, I don't think it should be. I think Dina's completely in the right. Oh, you're yeah. saying that's a settle team. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I think it was a great fire team for when it was, but I don't know if it can be salvaged. Mm. Yeah. Makes sense. I think he's right. That makes sense. Well, you know, how about I'll, you, Devin? I'll stick with the, the, the f- not quite as romantically involved, but they, they, you know, these two are good pals. Um, my fire team of the year is Miles Morales and uh, Genki. From specifically, I'm pointing to uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, on my PS5. Oh, he's These bragging again. are great uh, together. They're Fire Team of the Year, Devin and his PS5. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> They're all nice. Um, listen, these two are great. Uh, Yankee, in this, uh, in his side, uh, side time, he works on a video game. Uh, and then so when you're swinging around, him and Miles will talk about, oh, we got to we got to play test this game. Oh, it keeps crashing all these bugs. Uh, and Genki is very much the the other end of the year piece like, oh, we got to go here. Let me reroute the energy. Let's do this. You know, typical video game things. But mm. what I really do like about this you know combination is they're such good buddies and there's really no drama between them. Uh, Genki pretty much always backs the play that Miles has, and Miles always gasses Genki up. You know, there's there's scenes where you know Genki makes a nap for you uh, to to you know essentially do side quests, and once you complete all the side quests, you know as you go through, Genki's like, "Oh my God, you're blowing up on social media! Uh, you did such a good job." And Miles is always quick to point out, "It's like, no, dude, like we did a good job. Like I wouldn't have done this without you." No, and- Miles says, "No, rewards and congratulations are pointless." <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, we should all be rewarded. Um, and again, Ganky is there for very, uh, you know, serious, intimate moments, and he's also there as a as a funny kind of you know jokester like you can tell these two fake video game characters are best friends and uh i think that really kind of comes across uh very well in the game and Genki's Genki's a great character definitely i i think you missed one in this fire team though devin and, it uh, should say miles spider morales Genki, and yes spider cat you know what <laughs> I got Spider Cat after I did everything in the game. So Spider Cat was just nothing but a was a soulless trophy that I shouldn't even accept. Dare you? I should have said, he, "What's the point?" He sits in that backpack and he swats at people occasionally. Yeah, that's cute. All right, well, my fire team of the year. It's Mando and Ahsoka from Mandalorian. This episode specifically <laughs> has a real name. And we're Man, why are you leaving out? Why are you leaving out Grogu? What the heck? Uh, Grogu was on like the boat during this. <laughs> he was he was sleeping. 
Fucking Mando and Ahsoka, they're the ones who were fucking running on rooftops and shooting. Dude, dude, number number fucking two. going nuts. Number two on my list, easily. This is so cool. Best part of Mandalorian, in my opinion. Dude, fucking like right out of a fucking Kurosawa film. This this whole fucking setup with Ahsoka walking into the fucking fortress with the fucking wind kicking up and then Mando showing up, getting in the fucking uh the western style fucking draw off with the other dude and just like running through the town and just blasting the fucking droids the rooftop droids yeah, yeah dude man. this shit was fucking lit holy shit mando and ahsoka i want to see more of them yeah they're anyway. better i think they're the best fire team on the show hands down like yes they would they would toast fat titty and Bionic belly, <laughs> all right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Whack them, whack them. Yeah, so so fat titty and uh blobo fat and the and the female Deloreans that that came along, none of them would stand a chance against Ahsoka and Mandalorian. They shut them down. Give me more of this Star Wars. Yeah, but would they beat God Luke though? Oh, I don't know. I don't, maybe guy, Ahsoka. No, dude. No. Watch the, I watched the video of a dude crying watching that scene. I, oh, I rolled my eyes pretty hard. You, I, actually, <laughs> I, I watched that same scene. And you know, I said, I'm happy for that. No, no, I was happy. It almost made me cry, to be honest. Like, it was like, yeah, no, you know, it's pretty emotional. I, man. Well, when I started crying, the face looked better. Because my eyes were blurry. So. <laughs> we, all, we all need that. Ashton Stan looked better. So when uh, Dejin Dejarin, I'll say his actual name, uh, <laughs> it's, it's not finds out that uh, Luke has been abusing Grogu, it, it, are him and Ahsoka going to have to go and get that boy back? Oh, they're going to have to shake and bake it up again? No, maybe they maybe they retcon it and he finds out that Kyle Ren's going to kill him and he kills Kylo Ren and then the sequels never happen. Yo, <laughs> it was all a dream? Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, God damn it. Ecoops, Lou. Pots. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> all right. All right villain go, of the year. I'll go first for villain of the year is COVID-19. Next. It's a good one. No, oh, yeah. I, you know what, John? No more needed. Yeah. Um, but again, yes. It's, it's so who are the runner-ups? Yeah, the runner-ups. Uh, <laughs> I'll go just because, uh, you know, again, it's, I don't want you to think I'm trying to sell this. I think it does stand pretty well on its own. But uh, Stormfront in The Boys uh, Season 2. So, Evan, Chris, do you fall asleep? I'm falling asleep. Right? You fall asleep? <laughs> no, I... John, I finished. Season oh, two. you did it. You yeah. you watched the boys. Should I watch it? Did. Um. All right, I won't watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's no it's no chess anime, right? But it's. <laughs> uh, listen, I I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Chris, uh, did you have? Were you going to say something? Real quick? Well, I I was going to point out that uh, Stormfront is a very fitting villain. Uh, it's very yeah. timely. Yes, I would say. Um, yeah, so uh, again, so if you don't know, in the comics, he's very much just a, a Nazi Superman. Um, uh, and in this, they gender swap uh, Stormfront. Stormfront is a very sa- social media savvy addition to the team that obviously uh, has hidden kind of, um, you know, n- Nazi ties. Um, you know, she 
she's basically has been there from the beginning. We'll make comments like, Oh my God, you know, the, you know, you're lesser and things like this. Like even yeah, characters she's, she's like not, on a train a few times. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like even shitheads like a train, like you're like, wow, she's being kind of a dick to a train. And there's a moment, there's a wonderful moment <laughs> uh, because honestly, I, this was almost a toss up between, homelander because i think he's deliciously awful i think yeah that would be my pick personally if that, but here's yeah. the thing right yep. this is kind of what t- pushed me is there's a scene where they're talking to homelander's son uh and she's like you know there's a war against our people and you can even see homelander kind yeah of yeah yeah he's like well, uh, really? Yeah, he he then, looks at her like, what was that? Yeah, he, he, Homelander looks at her like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? And with that, you're like, oh, what a what an awful sack of garbage uh, mm. Stormfront is. And again, she's. I think what also makes a good villain um, in this sense is they're fun to watch. Uh, I think Homelander is great to watch. Stormfront is fun to watch. It's fun to see her poke and prod again even characters that you don't like like homelander and then still kind of get away no one to back up like they're interesting to view and, and things like that and again stormfront uh gets a very good comeuppance as well which is always i think uh very well needed uh in terms of, of bad people uh bad boys bad girls uh in this section but uh again what you gonna do bad boys bad, bad, do, bad, bad girl a uh, superhero and Stormfront, um, oh, bad yeah, girl, a blast. I'm gonna go next because I'm gonna keep it short, like John. Um, Doctor Time, uh, wrong. He's a hero. <laughs> yeah, he's not a villain. <laughs> he's been listed as a villain. Moment of the year Wikipedia. also could have been for me uh, when Doctor Con- Time came out. Uh, roller skate dancing to uh, Bad Girls. John, you just you just proved my point here. He's the villain of the year. <laughs> I heard uh, I heard he got his clock cleaned. He got his clock oh. <laughs> I love the guy. I love his voice. I love what he was doing. I love roller skating, disco. I hope he comes back, man. I really I'm really hoping he comes back. It made me happy. I That's mean, was, he, he burned like a star. Yeah, he did. Very. And it, it was a great Very villain. Sure. For what he needed to be, and uh, he, you know, roller skated. <laughs> he roller skated. Um, I'm gonna keep this short, just like uh, John and Chris also did. Uh, I'm gonna choose everyone from Tiger King, but specifically Carol Baskin, uh, because she was the one who kind of got memed the most. Because she uh, killed her husband. Reason, is that why? The only, <laughs> the only reason is because everybody likes to say, "Hey, you cool castle kid." I think I hear a cat and kitten in the background. Yeah, Nightwing's going nuts right oh, now. Man, He's going nuts right now. Out about like, you can't choose her. <laughs> you can't choose her. <laughs> Should have chose Donald Trump. He was a real bad guy. Right now, he's going to get covered in like sardine oil or whatever it was. Oh yeah, thrown oh, into a tiger. Really specific. Oh, this is weird. So yeah, those those that's my group of villains of the year. All right. Well, fun and John wins. COVID is the worst. COVID was the <laughs> real worst. Um, all right, you guys. Um, you yeah, <laughs> I love euros. I, I go first. Oh, I cheated. I'm just gonna be quick. I chose Animal Crossing. You <laughs> that's not a person. Yeah, but it was a hero metaphysically, 
in a sense for a lot of people in the world during a lockdown. It's like Dark Knight. It's not the yeah. hero you want. It's the hero they need. <laughs> well, it's a hero that a lot of people wanted at the time, but that I think more people needed it than more than people wanting it. So I think that's why it's my hero of the year. The game, yeah. a game is my hero of the year. <laughs> a game that's you know what I mean. I don't think it's, and I mean this in all. Be careful, serious. you chill out there. Devin. I mean this in all seriousness. Yeah. I don't like. I truly do believe this game has probably kept saved some lives. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, that's I true. There are some people that probably would have done some some pretty bad stuff if they didn't have a game like this to just kind of keep them busy in these times. Keep them busy and keep them social with their friends yeah, and stuff. Yeah, keep them social. Like, idle hands are the playground of the devil, my friends. So keep them right. busy. Is we would all been jerking off for months. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have Animal Crossing. Come on, Steve. You probably were doing that too, right? Oh, dude, we all were. We were yeah. Animal Crossing and Animal Jerk. And, um, oh, yeah. All right. You know what uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing means? That's the that's, it's a secret term. When you cross New Horizons animal? is when New Horizons is when you come over your head behind <laughs> your back. Good lord, that's some talent right there. Yeah. That's also known as shoot the moon. Shoot the moon, man. <laughs> Since uh, speaking of moons, I chose Mando as my hero of the year. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. That's a fucking good segue. <laughs> I went. With the true hero, man, there was a guy who threw himself into every terrible situation he possibly could have this season, and most of the time, it was for his baby. I mean, for his baby. how yeah, the without- fuck more heroic can you get, right? You think when Baron Trump watches Mandalorian, he's like, I'm no way to relate to this at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think he's a weird little monster, so I think he has some relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor Baron. Frog eggs. Um, yeah, Mando, man, I mean, in every situation, it seemed like he was in the virtuous path, doing and the right know, thing. He also yeah. knows, when the, he knows when to let go, too. And, you know, you it know, could argue that, la- that last season wasn't really heroic. Maybe this is the heroic season the second season for Mando. Like he was, I mean, he was getting more heroic obviously in the first season, but you know, he was still a bounty hunter. You know? Yeah. He right. Bring in warm or cold. Your choice, yep. baby. So in this one, he was like, no, 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 not the baby. Not the baby. Also, I think, like too, of all things. Yeah. I love that boy. There's multiple scenes where he just literally steps in front of like multiple laser blasts and just eat shit. Motherfucker ran into the same <laughs> energy wall four times to get at his baby. Who Even is- Liam Neeson, the guy, that one guy who's like, there is nothing that is going to stop me from finding you. If- Liam Neeson? Yeah, Liam Neeson, that one dude. Yeah, he, he taken him. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And he he did it. Like Liam Neeson, yeah, he, he got onto the pleasure boat and got his daughter back. <laughs> I think that's good that they went that they went um, less hero in season one and more hero in season two. It makes the, it makes the payoff yeah. that much better, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like a natural progression, you know. He's yeah, getting, it's going up, and now you know, doing the most heroic thing is taking the thing that he loved the most and giving it away. Like that's that's not love. I don't know what is. Yeah, like even during that end scene where it's like. Oh, we have this big reveal and and this is, you know, a big Star Wars moment. The most the the biggest part of that scene still was 
Mandalorian having to give up Grogu and then them saying their goodbyes and like, him doing it willingly. That's like the I think the most important thing here. You know, he seemed yeah. like in the first season was kind of selfish and to himself and only doing things to help himself. And now not only is he giving away the one thing he always wanted, but he's doing it without any question. Right. And then and, basic and, basic ass Grogu sees an R2 D2 and changes his mind. <laughs> oh, I want to play with R2. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck, that's hard to compete with. He does got a toy. What a great hero. Yeah. That's a that's a hero. Uh, you know, I'll go. Mine's uh, mine's kind of unique. Uh Yours has the word in the title. Yeah, that's a, Yeah, cuz I need it there. specify because I'm going to go pee now, I guess, cuz I'm uh... <laughs> So he just doesn't want to hear the spoilers because uh, he's watching. Zuku Midoriya, yeah. uh, a.k.a. Deku from My Hero Academia. This is... This one is a, almost a little bit of a cheat, um, much like another topic, because I kind of watched all of it in one go, right? I, oh, I, I basically sat down. I was like, let's just find out, right? And, How and many I, episodes of My Hero Academia? Uh I think between all of the seasons, there might be something close to 30. That's not bad. They're not, yeah, it, it's a 250 episode show. This is not uh, as of right now. Um, they're all pretty tight, but Deku is, is kind of like Chris. We've discussed this in the past, like with things like Ang in Avatar. Okay. Deku is just a person that you kind of want to emulate, right? He does things because they're right. He He's a very good uh role model to have and, and I, i'd say ang is one of my number one heroes ever yeah you know and and deku uh in a way has a and again it, it's not really just about motivation um and, and that much he does have he also has a very interesting kind of skill set um he was uh somebody who was born without powers in a in a world where almost everybody has powers uh, and then he threw you know the course of the story not only gains powers but he gains like the ultimate power uh he gains like the best quirk of all time what is the uh, best quirk of all time uh so there's that character um oh my god i almost i almost blanked uh, on his name um the the wilford, big wilford brimley <laughs> yes yes he um, my hero academia Oh my god! Are oh, you talking about the big blonde guy? All, yeah, all yeah. might. Yeah, all might. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't yeah. even watch the show, Devin. I know, I know. I kept wanting to say Mike guy, uh, which is another. <laughs> uh, pretty so good. All name might, all might is essentially the Superman of this world, uh, and what you find out is that you can he can actually pass the quirk down to other people, uh, and which he passes his quirk down to uh, Deku. Oh. Now, Deku. The thing is, is that you can't just go from zero to all might. So Deku, anytime he uses his powers, will just break his arms and break his hands <laughs> and legs. And it's an interesting thing to get around because he has like the power of a God, but he can't, he can only use it he once. Wield it. Shatters his, his bones. Uh, and then there's interesting ways he goes about it. And then of course, as he learns, he can, Oh, well, if I go 10%, you know, I can actually do this without shattering every bone in my body. Um, and again, it, it's a fascinating character. Um, and then as I finally watched the second movie, uh, which did not come out this year, but I, I, again, I just caught up on everything, my hero this year. Uh, and he just does like the most selfless thing ever in the context of this show, hmm. uh, of this universe. And you're just like, damn, that's like, 
I, again, in, in a in an admittedly light year, I think of, of of content and things like that, and I think a lot of our characters that we really do like are kind of flawed and not necessarily heroic. Uh, Zuku Midoriya, aka Deku, is just a wonderful character, and I am. I, I know John's probably not here, but. He was talking about watching it, and I, as a joke, but I really do think uh, it's it's worth everybody's time. It's a, it's a great show, and he's a here. Oh, okay. I do know people rave about my hero. Yeah, all I know is their community is toxic. From what yeah. I heard, so. <laughs> well, so I mean, Smash community. So is Last of Us too. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. Uh, my hero of the year. This was a big year for this character. But more so in one area than the other, uh, and that's Harley Quinn. Mm. She's uh, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's movie came out this year, and it was okay. It was fine, fine. But mm. season two of the Harley Quinn show came out this year, and boy, is that a fucking great show! That's a fucking fire that is record. a blast. Especially this season. If you're not watching Harley Quinn, I highly recommend it. It's it's up there with, I say, I would say the other classic DC animated shows of the past. Shit, I put it up there with like D- other animated comedies that are on right now. Like it's just as funny as I don't know Rick and Morty or something else that's equivalent to an animated comedy. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. Great show. It's good. It's good. Check it out. It's on HBO Max. Checks in the mail, Steve. Check is in the mail. Oh, me and Steve Thank are getting you. sweet HBO Max money. <laughs> hey, Chris, how about that excellent Wonder Woman movie that just came out on HBO Max? I can't believe it. Gail Kando can act. <laughs> Gail Kando can. <laughs> I'm reading off the script. I can't. I, that's what they said. It's it's they mistyped it. He has a typo. Ooh, Congratulations, Gail Kendo, for <laughs> being in the best movie ever. Star Wars character. <laughs> oh, so who's who's got best character? Who's up first? Well, I think you and uh, you and John should go. Yeah, sure. uh, we're gonna do sure. our tag team. Hey, John. Yes. Who's the best character of 2020? Imagine. Playing as the villain. Ooh, I hate that. It sounds so bad. No, it's horrible, dude. But, it's then, but then you go through oh. a mile in somebody else's shoes, and mm. and it changes how your perspective on characters that you've fallen in love with from games past. And. Well, now I'm conflicted. <laughs> now I'm conflicted. Two out of ten. Oh, I can't oh. handle it. Oh, oh, I can't handle it. What now, do you mean there's different voice of you, birds? I think one of the... Man, is this spoiler territory again? Does it matter? It might be some Last of Us 2 spoilers. But okay. I mean, like, you're, you're already... Yeah, you already, you're you're already, know, you already know. It got leaked. You're already in the fight. It got leaked in Biggest disappointment for Devin. The biggest and best twist... This year, I think, was the fact that you play as uh, Joel's killer. Absolutely. In Last of Us 2. And not only because it is a major twist, but they really, they go all in, man. I mean, Naughty Dog, these guys know how to tell a fucking story, okay? They really, they They really, 
you you know how I was playing this, and you can go back and listen. Oh my to god, dude! Me and Dev, when, when you, I should show you the fucking, I should show you the receipts between me and them. We're like, oh fuck, dude! dude I imagine, dude. I imagine this you guys were no pulling, fucking idea. You guys, you guys were pulling carrots for a pot because I. <laughs> so the beginning of that game, like I was kind of, I was kind of in the sentiment of a lot of a, a lot of the uh, uh, outspoken fan base, uh, where they were like. Yo, they're kind of they're kind of uh, burying Ellie on this one. Mm. Kind of getting a little fixated. Kind of, kind of, kind of throwing her friends and 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 loved ones to the fucking dogs so she can get her revenge plot in here. And I'm like, I get what you're doing, game. But then they made me play as Abby, and I remember playing day one as Abby, and I'm not. I was like, no, I'm not gonna nice. level up any of my guns. What do you mean? I played 15 hours. There's more of this game, and. As I was playing, I got to day two of Abby, and I was like, wow. I I caught myself getting lost in the whole story and situation again. Because, because going from hating a character completely to kind of rooting for them at points. Yeah, totally. Are you serious, man? It yeah, like it shocked it shocked me the person. And I think I, like, I think a lot wow. of people they can't they can't understand it because they, you know, some people just don't understand the concept of empathy, right? And that's like the biggest takeaway from from Last of Us Two, I think, is that they're telling a story where you have you're forced to empathize with somebody that you you have no interest in empathizing with. And, and I think that's right. that's pretty strong. You know it's what a strong. defining moment of that empathy is in that game is when you're Abby. And you're walking across the, the skyscrapers. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, and you're like, I oh she's so afraid, and I'm afraid for her. I'm yeah, afraid right. for the person that killed Joel. Yeah, totally. How did you like, do that I'm, game? I'm, I'm taking yeah, a how, how, how dare you? Sure how dare you, Neil Neil Cuckman? This Fuck person you. who I hated 15, 17 hours ago. I'm like carefully guiding them across a beam to make I sure just, they're okay. And, and I, this is going to sound troll again, but I don't know. Maybe it is a concept too big for little minds to understand. And maybe that's why people just can't handle the fact that, that. So, so I was definitely, I was definitely in um, a boat where I was arguing either between Abby or Lev. Yeah. I almost um, made Lev. I almost made Abby and Lev my fire team of the year too. Yeah. yeah uh, too. But I think I think Abby was the real stand standout from the aspect of going from completely like uh, being abhorrent to this character. Yeah, yeah, totally. To like kind of rooting for them yeah. at at a lot of points. I think the like, fact I think Lev really does add so much to to empathizing with Abby too because yeah. you kind yeah. of you know when a normal person who's able to empathize. Uh, sees what Lev has to go through because I, I feel like Lev's Lev's story is the most tragic. In, oh, easily in the entire game, right? We're completely. Like, it's it's, 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 the it's the tragedy of a cult, you know, like a being yeah. so deep into this mindset, brainwashing yourself into thinking that this is right when nobody lives like that in the world that you're in. You're living in a bubble. Yeah, but, right. And then when when Abby pulls the Mando and fucking does everything she can to to uh to to help help lev and to help lev survive like it's like i don't understand how people can't can't take take that away from from abby's character in in the game and they're just like, i don't know people are just having fucking one track minds i i really can't understand she's I mean, this, this 
this game is is complex. It's complicated. It's it has a lot to say. Too grande and for Pacento. <laughs> I don't know how to say mine. El Brano. El Brano. El Brano. I think that's a beautiful way to say it. Like, <laughs> congratulations, Abby. I think from from John and I's point of view, you were the best character of this yeah, year. Yeah, thank you, Abby, for showing me that uh, that survival is tough and. <laughs> And uh, you know I shouldn't just go all in on because you know we need it. Yeah, what if we uh, what if we did a pre a prequel to Last of Us One and we uh, we you know we kill somebody else's fucking. Oh wait, we did do that as Joel, and it didn't fucking matter because people were fucking crazy. (laughs) What do you mean? That wasn't a choice I got to make. No, it wasn't. Team Abby. Hashtag Team Abby. I was Team Abby. There was points where I was like, "Yeah, fucking get Ellie." Yeah, fuck you, Ellie, <laughs> dude. I almost, I actually legit had Ellie. Her uh, boss fight. Ellie's I Ellie, boss yeah. fight. I was like, "Fuck her." Dude, I, I had, I had Ellie war. typed in. I had Ellie typed in originally for villain of the year. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, so yeah. she's a bad who, who's a, who wants to go next? I'll go next. Uh, okay, Chris will go next. Uh so I watched uh, was Fargo season four this this year and uh there was a certain character in on the italian mob side of the show uh his name was gitano fada (laughs) who i you know there's overacting and then there's creating something so unique and different and that's exactly what this actor did with gitano Okay. Every scene, and I say this with, I think, respect. Every scene he gives a hundred and fifty percent into this character. It is sometimes cartoonish how far and over the top it goes, but the character himself, which is an overmanly Italian immigrant, that is as brutal as you could think of any mafioso member in any movie. But having these traditional Italian stereotypes as well, uh, you know, like the mm-hmm. love for family and the way he talks to his brother, who's played by uh, Jason Schwartzman in, the, in it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. But yeah, that, like the visual dynamic between those two, whenever they're on screen, it's just it's beautiful. Like he's Gitano is six foot three, six foot four. And he's huge. He's like super fat, and he mm. and he carries like a giant Bowie knife on his belt, <laughs> like, and he's he's like super manly. Like that's it's like the the um, Mussolini brown shirts type manliness, you know. Okay, from Italy. And there's a scene in which he talks about how speaking of Mussolini, that when he was a kid, when when the brown shirts were coming through town by town and rounding up people that didn't fall in line with Mussolini and his rule. He had to sleep in a tree to get away from them. He ate the bark off of trees to eat something because he was starving in the woods by himself for weeks. Mm. And he said when he got older and he saw Mussolini being hung from the gas station they hung him from when he was dead, he pulls out a little tin out of his pocket and there's teeth inside 
and those were Mussolini's teeth that he kept. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's <laughs> he carries around with him throughout the whole show, and he's like, this is something for me to remember. <laughs> That's how he talks real low, <laughs> like in a growl, but with an Italian accent. It's... Um, I, I just Fargo has a tendency to make great characters like Kirsten Dunst in, in season two of Fargo. Yeah. Her character is incredible. Uh, Peggy. She's so good. But this, I think, is my favorite character on the show ever. Um, I, I loved him in every scene he was in. And he has quite the shocking end, too. It's, uh, oh, okay. It's fantastic. I can't talk enough about this guy. Hopefully he gets nominated for something. It's deserved it yeah that's my pick gaetano fado fada sorry fada well listen uh as much pasta as gaetano <laughs> eats and as much burritos as abby eats i'll tell you a guy who eats on revenge and that's jin sakai from ghost of oh, the best character in that fucking game how uh, hey Devin, can you do this as a haiku uh no thank you um, so damn it, that was close. No, can you fair. point out the actual real Wait. best character in that game, which is which was Yuriko? Just saying, listen, um, well, well it's not Uncle Jin, no, it's Jin not. Uncle. no, it's the caretaker, that poor soul. <laughs> oh, John, I'm very disappointed. I'm in addicted you. to tragedy, Devin. Okay, well, I, I know, and, and I well, need it. oh, yeah, that's tragedy. That side is is eyeballs in, in tragedy. Jin Sakai goes from a guy who was uh, much like everybody else in his family, uh, much like much of his countrymen, was a stringent samurai. 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 uh, Until they run into the Mongolians, and then, you know, Jin survives. Okay, my guy, Ange. And then Jin Jin is very... But seriously, though, Jin is a character that... uh, not only evolves, but he kind of becomes something else, right? He has to become the ghost. <gasps> and what I find interesting, not that it's like, oh, this is a character that now has stealth mechanics. This is a character. That's character that's unstoppable and, and is a god, a literal god. Yeah, He's got his murder death ghost <laughs> yeah. mechanic. This is a character that has to goes. confront his... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so this is a character that's to confront, like basically, the disappointment not only from his his uh, his fellow soldiers, but his own family. You know, his own uncle who essentially wants him to be his son, uh, and that is his father. Figure. He essentially he wants him said, to uh, run into a tornado. Yeah, and he says he's like, yeah. And Jin <laughs> is the only person in the world that can be like, this is a bad idea. This is a mistake, and. You know, between that whole process, the the trials and tribulations that Jin goes through, and then again certain side quests where your just a heart is broken, uh, and Jin has to basically play certain roles of, of people just to kind of live the lie a little bit. Uh, it's some of it, a lot of it's heartbreaking, and then you get to the end, and then, I mean, dude. Honor bound or, or or basically shame. It, it's just like it, it's such a a tough choice, and I think the end both the end of that game, and, man. Yeah, both makes like like that's wild. The third the third act that that the fucking characters just like go from zero to sixty. Yeah, so hard. Well, I wouldn't even say like in terms of like it's like rushed development, but no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm just saying like 
Yeah, just the it, end of the end of that game up, really ramps up. Like, again. Fuck. Yeah, Jin is a really fascinating character to me, uh, and especially because some of his those choices are are the ones that I made, which I think adds a little bit. Uh, yeah, it. but some of the major choices you didn't have to make, which is kind of what my issue was with the game. But you know. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, you made also you made the wrong choice. Yeah, it sounds like you were you were dirty, dirty stuff on ninja. John. All I'm saying and is I didn't want to fucking poison that entire army with poison. I mean, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't have a choice because you had it. You had no. You just stand there for a day in real time. <laughs> yeah. You, you really? Know. That's what you can do. You literally can and do that, and you have to shake the you have to shake the controller so they know you're there the entire time. No. Too. You can actually do that. No, I'm fucking uh, up. <laughs> it's the same thing as the Jesse Raspberry <laughs> fuck scene. Uh, you just gotta <laughs> stand there for a hundred, hundred hours, and then all of a sudden, oh, uh, no, I'm stand there for ninety nine. No, let's not let's not forget the one time Steve actually had to do something like that in a game, and it fucking bugged out on him and ruined it. Well, you let's know not what? Talk, let's not talk about that. Right? <laughs> Dead <laughs> rising, right here, because you almost got the what was it? Fucking what was that? It was survival. Yeah, achievement. One more trophy. The survival yeah, achievement. I just needed. I just needed like one more hour. Oh, and I went into the cafeteria, and there was a bug where if you played for over twelve hours and gone into the cafeteria, it 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 froze your game. Yeah, they were like there. Oh, hours. by the way, PSC Project Red did this game. PS. <laughs> by the way, I'm so glad that it happened because you would have beat me in achievements in that game. And I'm glad you never will now. I never played it again. <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. That's fun. achievements were dead to me. That's after horrible. That as soon as they were introduced, they were dead. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Um, all right. So, you know, what? Uh, I'll go. Steve will go. And then we'll let because we, we've been making John and Chris go first a lot on these. Anytime we have dupes. It's only one thing that matters to me yeah yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys hold <laughs> off on that uh you want to go first because mine's a little joke mine's, mine's a little joke so this one's this one's definitely just like an episode but it's its own episode in the season and that is the jackie daytona regular human bartender episode of what we do in the shadows so fucking funny. oh man so with an appearance um, of mark hamill with an appearance of a lot of luke skywalker this year yeah Maybe I should have made Luke Skywalker here on the year. <laughs> or Mark Hamill, at least. Um, Mark Hamill just, is... Oh my a, what is this? What is this giant I can Roy see this dick, man. It's popping out. Um, yeah, dude. So, uh, everybody's everybody's favorite uh, goofball English actor... Uh, I, um, <laughs> I keep just seeing Koresh Redfield. Uh... I want to call him Steven Toast, but I know that's not his name. What the fuck is his name? Oh my god, why am I blanking too? Wait, are you talking about like the the um the actor? Oh, Hello, Devin. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he's got he's on the run. He's on the lamb, and he he picks up the persona Matt of Barry. Jack- Matt Berry. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Matt Berry uh, has to has to go on the lamb and hide from Mark Hamill. <laughs> Uh, so he, so he moves to Pennsylvania because it's a, a Sylvania, and he changes his name to Jackie Daytona, and he's quote unquote a regular human bartender, and uh, this, just the whole episode is ridiculous and silly because he's trying to help he's trying to help the local high school volleyball yeah, team. The, he's the coach, man. It's so fucking funny. Of the female volleyball team specifically, and they like, the entire town loves him. Ah. Oh. <laughs> 
It, so if if you just see one episode of this show, I recommend this one. <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, you probably should see all of them just because it makes so much more sense. It's good. And it really it really pays off, but yeah. Wow. Jack. This is this is one of those jokes that I think is going to stick with the group for a long time. So, Jackie Daytona, congratulations. I'm excited. I'm excited to get there. I just started season 2 like a earlier this week oh my god Devin! hey i'm, I'm t- i thought you finished no 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 i i mean i saw the orgy episode and i was like that's <laughs> great yeah, and i need to pause <laughs> i needed a break um so many babadicks <laughs> okay um so, uh so john kind of references earlier uh i've been really feeding i think you just in in times of covid i've been really feeding off of other people's emotions like a vampire um and i kind of i really like watching reactions uh i'm kind of fascinated by and honest ones like real reactions like i saw reaction logan paul right uh, was... a logan paul reaction are you telling me the paul. reactions when people listen to bohemian rhapsody for the first time is fake <laughs> my moment of the year really is kind of the ending of mandalorian season two um spoilers i suppose uh but it it really is it's like this like six or seven minute sequence and i think it's just so brilliantly done obviously it's compounded with the rest of the season and and even things that prior happened prior in the episode uh with like the dark trooper robots and you know basically just tanks mando and just beats the hell out of him and he barely escapes with his life after beating just one uh and then essentially the rest of the dark troopers are back in uh there's some interdrama with the group the robots are trying to get in and obviously there's a distress call that's been put out they're waiting for help and then all of a sudden out of the back they get an incoming ship. One X-wing, really? Just one X-wing. And Gina Carana and her fat negative tits. <laughs> and, but to me, honestly, it's a great line because she goes, "Oh, great, we're saved." Very sarcastically. Oh, great. And somebody who's oh, great. To- Joe Biden won the presidency. <laughs> oh, great. We're gonna have to do a recount. Do a recount. But the point is, is that there's this moment, and then in my brain, because I'm a little slower off on these things, is uh, I was like, wait a second. Could that be? And then initially, I thought it was those, those fucking fat idiot uh, X-wing flight uh, pilots from like the the previous episodes. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> <And, laughs> that's stupid. And then I was like, wait a second, is that then, Porkins? Why does Porkins have a lightsaber? And then you see a cloaked figure come out. Mm. You see a light, a green lightsaber. You see a gloved hand, but you don't see anything. And he's just chopping up dudes. And you're like, are they really gonna do that? Is this really I, Ben Kenobi? He's and he's, I, he's back. <laughs> Hey, there was there was a point there was a point where I was like, wait, no, he's doing stuff that I've never seen him do. Yeah, exactly. Like, this has to be someone you're, else. You're trying to rationalize it because you don't want to get disappointed. And I went from just watching this laying down to I just slowly sat up and I like got across my legs on my bed, and I was just like, wait a what the? F-? And then of course it happens. What in the world? And then not only this, you know, he goes to shoot Grogu like thirty times. And I'm like, is Grogu gonna die? He tries to blow like Moff Gideon tries to blow. You're not, you're, oh, you're talking about Moff Gideon, yeah. I, yeah, like, yeah, I don't but, remember. <laughs> like, there's all these things, right? And Luke showing up and just unloading. <laughs> yeah, Luke just goes to down on him. And uh and yeah. again, it's the completion, but it's it's fan service, but it's fan service done so well. 
uh, I don't want to say ultimately redeeming because I, I, I don't think I'm that personally tied to things. But again, I, you know, I've watched clips in the week since and there's like this 45 second video of like, this is my dad freaking out. And he's just like, oh, my God, he's like, what, Star the, Wars. what the fuck? And, you know, you're like, oh, that's funny. And then you see things where this guy is just like literally breaks down in tears as soon as he sees a lone. Ex- my question is why, though? doesn't matter so, so for different generations he doesn't even care about that lightsaber guy he just throws it away anyway last Jedi. Lightsaber away. Oh so God. apparently depending on which generation you were born in that uh, that scene actually changes so if you were bo- if you were born late millennial zoomer that's actually qui-gon Jin that shows up mm-hmm well, it's those chips that we got for our vaccines, right? It's the vaccine chips that Disney made. <laughs> Again, uh, I don't. I, I just I love the way they shot it, the build up to it, the music. It's really good. The, oh, the reveal! It's Luke, and you know it's the R two, even though I think he's an overrated character, but whatever, right? Um, very well done, and uh, very excited. Um, so yes, moment of the year. I was ecstatic when I saw it. Well, you were wrong. John, will you take my hand? Yes, I will. I'll sing you a song. Okay, I, Chris. John, you, you're talking to me here. I, wh- why did I put? I picked a romantic scene as my moment of the year. Ew, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard not to pick this to pick take on me. Which, are, and to be honest, it's fucking. It, it's a shame because somebody could easily miss it. If they're yeah. not going through everything. So that's why it's like every time everybody was playing, we would be like, oh, did you, you know, get to the part? You went, you went to the music store, the right? store. You went to the record store. Literally sure. The th- it was the third thing I did. Oh, really? It was like the last one of the last things I did in Seattle. And I'm like, holy shit, I could have fucking missed this. I, that was the moment. I mean, like I, I said Dina and Ellie in Seattle, but I think more specifically... It was, it, was that that. it was that moment, you know. It was so sad, and like it was sad because that is, you know, a highlight for them, right? And of course, we're talking about "Take on Me." Yeah, take the ta- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, plays we're, on because the one of the one of the, one of the most amazing things that they added in the game were these musical moments, which are layered deep because. You know, through flashbacks and everything, Joel's teaching her to play how to play guitar, sing fucking Pearl Jam, making everybody fucking cry because it sounds like Johnny Cash singing her. <laughs> and it's rough. And at the same time, it's be- it's beautiful because, you know, because Ellie and Ashley Johnson in general was just incredible, right? Yeah, the voice singing acting in, in, yeah, like her, her singing it was, <laughs> it felt like somebody who. He was not a professional singer. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah it's, that's that real. That's how real, yeah, it's, right? Awesome, right? It's it, yeah. It's I I don't know. It's it's one of those things. And like, and um, it was just one of those unforgettable moments that I'll never forget. Uh, yeah. playing and playing a game, you know, and playing a game I'll never forget. You yeah, know, there's like... there's uh there's Pyramid Head uh, raping uh two two legs <laughs> together in, in Silent which was also my most romantic <laughs> moment of that year. And then Stanley singing "Take on Me" to Dino in the Equally last romantic. 
No, it's just I, – it's hard to describe because this is a dark game. It's a yeah. dark, grim game, and it's tiny little subtle moments like like this or, you know, conversations you're having between Ellie and Dina or Ellie and Jesse or Abby and Lev uh, that, um, that really get magnified because in the grand scheme of a very dark and grim game um, – and a dark and grim year, basically. <laughs> uh, it's you know, yeah, because we were we were in lockdown when this game came out, right? Yep, June. Yep, definitely. yeah. It's just like, whew, it's just a lot know, of things going on. And, you know, the thing is, I, I I spent a little time before I played this game because of a personal tragedy that happened to me, and I just thought it would it would kind of trigger a lot of bad emotions in me. But like seeing that. When I, yeah. when I started playing it again, I was like, okay, there is oh, yeah, some... Yeah, you waited a little bit. You didn't play it right away. Right. Like, it's, uh, kinda, I'm assuming you were kind of dreading it, too, because you knew, how, you knew how heavy the game was going to be. There was a part of me that was like, I got to get through this, you know, and it'll yeah. help me in the long run because it's kind of cathartic. Uh-huh. Totally. It'll get a lot of things out, you know, good, good, bad emotions out of me. And I got to that scene and, you know, it opens your heart up. Yeah, totally. Right. And it that game, you didn't think it would do something like that. I mean, in like sort of like that. Yeah. And it it is surprising. And I can't like I think a few weeks later, the song was on playing somewhere. I would think it was probably at the groceries or something. And I was just like, God damn it. (laughs) Now, I can't listen to this song the same anymore. Like it totally changes the song for me, which is amazing too because it redefines uh, the meaning of that song which actually is a pretty important song to our establishment as well that was one of our theme songs <laughs> that's classic true. Yeah. classic yeah. Right? Fan so it's so like boy, yeah, yeah <laughs> so it, yeah i mean we used to we used to play that song all the time in reference to what what we are and you know and it's and we have a different memory attached to it yeah amazing game so it's kind of cathartic in that way too like you know that's our song yeah. Four of them. So it's it's uh Ellie and Dina's uh moment was oh my god, it's just I don't know, it's unforgettable for me. Could, I could argue too the the peak of their relationship, I think, where yeah. they were mm-hmm. the most connected to one another when they're yeah, even that, that entire yeah. record store experience. Because then she gets on the like, you know, Dina I gets think on it's the kind of downhill from there after yeah after after Seattle kind of you start to see the cracks and yeah the distrust. <sighs> But it's just like, um, you know, relationship building, character building moments like that are just like, you know. And then, you know, you start to hate Ellie towards the end of the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we share that uh, moment of the year, Chris, yeah. because, you know, these fucking guys failed at moment of the year. <laughs> wow. Round one. You, you know what? And you know, you know we'll what? segue. We'll segue in the best remake because uh, I picked the wrong one. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, the moment, of the, the, moment of the year should have been. You should have chose Joel playing uh, <laughs> fucking Radiohead. <laughs> what? That wasn't Radiohead. That was Pearl Jam. Uh, Actually, there is a there is a moment when it was a flashback scene in the game where uh, Uncle Tommy just grabs the guitar and he's just playing bad. And I'm like, this is awesome. I love that shit. Yeah. When Joel and Ellie were gonna go to that hotel or whatever, to you the find Michael Jackson band? <laughs> He's, He's just like bad, fucking yeah. being a little dick. Yeah, I'm bad. I remember oh, that. Fuck, I fucked I'm up. bad. You know You're it. Really Damn it. Yeah, my best remake, which is wrong <laughs> because it's the only one here. 
Uh, and probably because I don't know if do you think my opinion would change if I played Final Fantasy VII Remake spoilers. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 I don't so, know, John. I think, you think you I would. Have, you think you I would enjoy heart, it. You got to have heart in your chest, man. You, think, you know, you used to be you used to be a big Final Fantasy guy. I mean, like I, Final I Final still Fantasy am. 13. Final Fantasy thirteen, I think, changed you. It hurt you. Oh, because because I I got so far into it and then realized that there was another fucking thirty hours at one point. You were like, I've played for eighty five hours and it just opened I've been, up. I've been paradigm shifting for fucking twenty hours for this <laughs> to play dinosaurs now. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, uh, I mean, my best remake. I don't think it would because Resident Evil is my game. That's true. That was his game. I don't know. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm not like Chris. I'm not. I'm not like nostalgic uh, towards Final Fantasy VII, like uh, like everybody else is. So. I, well, I'm not necessarily 100 percent either. But this game <laughs> kind of okay. Maybe I'll maybe yeah. I'll play it when the when the game of the year uh, super edition it's comes out with all five parts. When your child is on PS10. Yeah. <laughs> John, regardless, you're gonna like the music, but I'll let. I'll oh, let yeah, I mean, like that's. Devin, is that not the first thing I asked you? I was like, is, oh, like did Nobuo yeah. did the do the music? And also, sure? not only that, he did sure. like five. He did like, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think five or seven like different variations of just the battle theme. <laughs> of course, like, I mean, he's not mix it up. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's Nobuo, right? He's a goat, so it's whatever. John, let's but talk yeah, about Resident Evil Three. Yeah, let me talk about Re- let me talk about my best remake. Okay, my best not real game according to Rain, <laughs> and that's Resident Evil Three. Uh I mean, we've already talked about it a lot, so there's really not much to say. Uh, it's it's the uh, what, did we, what did we say? It's the aliens to Resident Evil Two remakes. Alien, yeah, like, yeah, that's the a good action. Analogy. Yeah, it's the action, uh, fun, but still, you know, I mean, I, I smothering, still, scary. Yeah, I don't think I. If you ask me, like Devin, what did you play more, RE Two remake or RE Three remake? I definitely played more RE Three remake. I mean, we platinum. Yeah, but I'm saying like I didn't think that was going to be a thing. Yeah, that's another thing. This was almost also my best surprise too, uh, because I didn't expect that I was gonna love this as much because my goat already came out, which was Resident Evil Two. Like I already got, I already got my fucking my Christmas present from Santa, and it was the <laughs> one that I asked for. And then this one came around. I was like, oh fuck, I got an iPad too. I wasn't even expecting to like an iPad. But now I can't live without it, and I, you know, I understand the the, the shortcomings of the game, and or not the shortcomings because they're not shortcomings to me. But like I understand the criticisms that people have, and it's just you know it's mm. it's an old school style like arcade fucking survival horror game. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe you're too young to understand that. That's <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe that's maybe you're too young to understand. It, it definitely feels more in line with the original PlayStation games where it's like you would just go back and keep playing that game over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, totally. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's just one of those, it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's a, it's best remake of all time. In my opinion. <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> high praise. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> so here's the thing. I, I've I've talked a lot about it. I'll probably talk a, a little bit more. So, Chris, if you and Steve want to go gush over it, feel free. Well, I mean, at, at this point, I've said a lot. Like I've said about so what it does with nostalgia. We all Final Fantasy VII. Right, of course. Final, remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I said before what it, what it did with my nostalgia. 
in, in a game that I never thought I liked as much until I played this, <laughs> which is the crazy thing, because, like, I feel like playing this game made me appreciate seven more. Yeah, it really did. And, and this is this is the part of the Final Fantasy seven story that I feel people remember the most. Yeah, definitely. Like, that's that's kind of why it's like it's really cool that they they broke off from the original game, because this is like a greatest hits of Final Fantasy seven. Where like it does everything everybody remembers the pizza in the sky, uh, a fucking uh, honey honey uh, honey bee in all that stuff, and like after that it's like uh, we fly around on the ship for a lot, yeah, and that's <laughs> the interesting part because yeah, yeah. we we get through all this really juicy story stuff in the beginning of the game that's what I remember of seven and then it's kind of left up to you after you leave Midgar, the the right. game is sort of in your in your lap you know. Um, well, I, yeah, f- I mean, fly around a, and get Yuffie for hour. As a kid, I never knew like that was the first time I've ever seen that. Like, I thought the whole game was Midgar, and then mm-hmm. when I found out, I was like, "There's an overworld!" And, oh my god, this game's the biggest game I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What in the world is this? And then again, that that's original, but whew, yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I, again, and you I, know I, what I, they did with Midgar, and I have I have nothing but faith for what they can do with the overworld. In the next part, yeah, seriously. I mean, in a way, I I would almost be okay if there wasn't an overall. Like, right? I'd be okay if they just, you know, just did whatever they needed to do to get me to to different towns, like the Golden Saucer, Tifa's old. Dude, you got to do the Chocobo racing. Yeah, the Choco. Like, oh my god, somebody's got to somebody's got to pick up Kate Sith. God, that's gonna. I mean, they're in the game. Kate Sith was in this game for a second. He was. I'll be honest. If you, I, could, I could go without Kate Sith. Yeah, I agree. If if you never played <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, that scene with Kate Sith is the most confusing fucking thing. It really is. You're like, what the fuck is this weird cartoon cat doing? <laughs> what? It's so out of context, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It, but it, I like yeah. I like the Golden Saucer though. I think it looks cool, and it's gonna oh, look it is great. great. It's gonna look really. Oh yeah. So here's the thing. Here's cyberpunk slander. Uh, so you know when you're running around the town where uh, the honeybee inn is? Oh yeah. Yes. That fucking area looks and runs like better. <laughs> yeah, that looks better than fucking Jib Jib Street in Cyberpunk. <laughs> wow. That shit runs so low frame, or the it's 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 shocking. You're right. In comparison, seeing these two these two very similar looking areas. And there's a lot of running so good. And there's a lot of like walk into a small little shop and there's a cutscene with this person and it flows perfectly yeah. into the cutscene. There's no, hey, dude, no I played that shit up. on <laughs> I played that shit on the base PlayStation 4 in remake. And now I'm playing yeah. on a PS5 and that shit's struggling. What? Yeah. <laughs> good work. Good work, Square. Yeah, good work. I love the decisions you're making. Also, does this even count as a remake? What do you mean by that? Does that mean does it count as a remake? Spoilers. Yes. Looks like Resident Evil 3 is the best. (laughs) Final Fantasy 7 remake asterisk. Thank you for coming. Some characters may contain uh, fucking uh, memories from previous game. It has yeah, additional there. story beats. <laughs> it has additional story beats, but it's still the same. Yeah, and they're good, you know? I mean, they're, again, they're I, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
It's wonderful. All right, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the big ones now. Big um, ones. So our three, we finally got to the big ones. <laughs> Movie of the year. Me and John will go first. We're, we're doing a duet right here. We are doing I'm a duet. Duet with everybody. I'm going to say it. Onward. Onward. Move the year for me. Um, I knew it was going to be sad, uh, Steve. Like I knew it was going to be really sad. I didn't know it was going right. to be that sad. And I, mean, I didn't like, know it was like going to be that story of the of the creator. Yeah, which is fucking oh god, rough. It's very rough, but I, I think I think it's a really good story, and, and just like there's so much heart in this. Yeah, totally. That like you know by the end of it, my face was was wet. Yeah, <laughs> multiple times during this movie, there was uh, there was some wetness going on. This um, must be leaks. Must be leaks. Yeah, must be. So who's cutting an onion? In- who's cutting an onion in here? Uh, yeah. Also gave us the dump truck ass uh, meme as well. Fresh new hot <laughs> Pixar dump truck ass. I don't think Soul had one of those. That's why I didn't make this. Ah, dude, it was close for me between onward. I mean, you could say. Um, I mean, Soul's Soul's damn good, but I think onward just. Yeah, onward is you know, it's. I don't know, man. It's just a. It like at the end of the day too, like you know. It was the heart about it, you know. Yeah. The scene where where they're dancing with their I'm gonna cry right now. I'll talk about this, but when they're dancing with their dad's fucking legs. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my like, god. That's so good. Like I love that kind of shit. I also love the, the the again the story behind it where it's like the the writer and the director was basically just made this as like a secret love letter to his brother. Yeah. Totally. You know, that's a that's a really sweet story. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's not really much to say. More I mean, about yeah, it. it's on Pixar. It's I mean, it's on Disney. Yeah, Plus. it's on you Disney Plus. Yeah, that this was the last movie I saw in theaters, I believe, too. Really? Yep. Yeah. I made, well, I also made it a point to because I got that, sure that was the last movie I saw in theaters. Last movie I saw in theaters was Tenant. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should, you'll be fine then. Oh man, Sonic was the last movie you saw, right? Sonic I, was the last movie. Dude, you I know saw. what? That, that easily could have made this list for me too. That was a fun movie. I love Sonic. I'm the Sonic good. stand, but only the movies, not the games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I he likes the Sonic movies. He likes the, Sonic, the Mario games. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, all right. uh, this is not a movie. This doesn't count. So this sure is a movie. Count. This came out in 2020. I could buy the Blu-ray if I wanted to. <laughs> 2020, it's been a hell of a year. Let me have this. Yeah. Uh, this is a big Disney Plus list. Because yeah, I believe uh, Chris has picked it up. <laughs> Chris at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> Pixar's Vast of Night? What? Um, well, I chose, uh, I chose the Vast of Night. Uh, that is an Amazon Prime movie, of course. Uh, it is an independent project made by a first-time director uh, on a razor-thin budget. It does some of the coolest camera movements I've seen all year. Um, that includes the Galani Gauntlet that I ran. Uh, Galani Gauntlet. It is has a oneer that is one of the best oneers I've seen in... A long time but on top of all that it's it's spooky it's a good spooky scary sci-fi flick and all it is is people talking and telling their stories about aliens 
and how they interacted with aliens in their lives. And one story in particular, I think, carries the whole film because there's mm-hmm. only there's only the, the movie's very simple. It's a DJ and a, a switchboard operator hear a weird signal over the radio and they're trying they're, they're trying to figure it out. But everybody is gone because they're all at the high school basketball game. So it's just them running around trying to get a bead on what this sound is. And people start calling in to the DJ and telling their stories. And it's it's you know, it's a movie where they're pulling at a thread and you keep pulling at it and you keep pulling at it and it gets spookier and scarier. And it works really well. And to me, I, I like to applaud films, the, the more independent films this year. Because fuck Hollywood. <laughs> it's Agreed. Fantastic. They have betrayed their their audience in a lot of ways in their attitudes toward things. So I'm going to root for the director who's probably going to get a superhero movie with Marvel suits. Let's be honest. With Let's stand-up be honest. comics, it's it's getting your own sitcom with yeah. directors. It's getting a Marvel movie. Listen, I'm not I'm not blind. I know how the industry works, and this guy deserves it. What's he going to make? Who are they going to put him on? Hmm. Who are they going to put him on? That is a very good question, Steve. Marvel, probably, probably something cosmic. Silver Surfer? Ooh, that would be good eating. <laughs> That'd be good eating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this film, and in a film where, um, in a year where films in general was kind of weak year, um, the the smaller little projects stood out, and that's awesome. They were the they were the ones willing to go on to the streaming services. Exactly, and um, the cool thing about Amazon Prime, which I really want to promote, is instead of producing films, they just buy independent product and put it on their streaming site, which I think is better. It's a good call. I think it works a lot better. And I hope one day TV will be like that. And Amazon will do the same thing for independent projects, independent television projects as well. That'd be really interesting. Uh, that would be cool. That would be very cool. But yeah, that's uh, that's my movie of the year. Nice. Uh, Devin, you, Devin, you, uh, <laughs> I got mine. Then I kind of got railroaded a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. thought you already did yours. No, I no, no. Me. I'm sorry. It was John's fault. Um, no, so mine is, uh, again, uh, mine's just Hamilton. Um, spooky stories. I like rap. I like that Ooh, Devin opened right. up the envelope and he's just like, it's just Hamilton. It's just Hamilton. I, I thought not. you were going to be like, I didn't know it wasn't about a pig. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know this is about some guy named Alex? Yeah, so uh, listen, I, I watched this movie. I did watch this movie because I was like, all right, like, let's find out what the big deal is. Did you cross your arms all big and huffy and you're like, um, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to zing this movie. Dude, I watched this and I was like, oh, I get it now. And I had the worst earworm like ever. Uh, I was like, I just could not stop listening to this. And it, then when I wasn't listening, it was just playing to my head. Over and over and over and again, and you know, on top of all that, it's quite a it's quite a good story. It's a great story, um, man. That yeah, and then you're awesome. like, oh wow, I didn't know this, I didn't know that, I who knew? You know what's craziest? About? I didn't know that. Yeah, that was wild about the story itself. Like I didn't realize they were so young. 
It was like that. Uh, I didn't. Are oh, you I, gonna make me feel bad? Where it's gonna be like <laughs> Alexander Hamilton was like nineteen. He was twenty when he started. Ah, fuck. Like going into the revolution, basically. Man, well, I've done nothing. <laughs> you have. Um, he made a musical. Yeah, and like <laughs> Jefferson was like twenty-five, and like George Washington was like twenty-nine. Like they were all super young kids doing this shit, man. Yeah, it's uh it's a again, it's a wonderful movie. Steve, you did see it finally? No, you you said I'm not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, you can't watch it, Steve. You said I'm not allowed to watch Hamilton or play Chrono Trigger. You're a commie. There's a reason there's a reason why you, you shut off your Facebook, Steve. You're right. I, I shut off my Facebook was because everybody was singing ha- dude. So when Devin saw it, he came to my he came to my window and he kept knocking the beat of the songs on the window. Kept going, wait for it. And then he pushed his mouth against the window and he went, "I threw away my shot." And I'm like, "All right, I'm never watching this." You know what I watch? I listen to I listen to the uh, Muppet version of the soundtrack. (laughs) Some of that. Yo, I would watch the shit out of Muppet (laughs) Hamilton. <laughs> Would that be offensive if I watched Muppet Hamilton before real Hamilton? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. And I'll, no. the the Christmas Carol Muppet version, I think, is a closer adaptation of Christmas Carol than like any other Christmas Carol movie. So, so you're saying <laughs> that Muppet Hamilton is a closer adaptation to Hamilton than Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, and when it comes <laughs> okay. out. When it comes out. <laughs> so, guys. Let's talk about this show of the year. Okay. okay. Who wants to go first? Uh, you know, I'll go first. I'll okay. go first. Because, um, again, this is kind of a similar to my hero of the year. This is kind of a cheat uh, a little bit. I watched, like, all of Better Call Saul in essentially one kind of go. I caught up through, uh, I think, what is this, season five? Uh, and I yeah. yep. absorbed the whole thing. So... In a way, it's kind of a cheat because I really couldn't tell you the sp- specifically what happened in season five as opposed to season three or four. Uh, it, it's just like the whole thing was was better called. Uh, Devin, I have one thing to tell you, and this might ring a bell. Okay, fifty percent off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fifty exactly. percent <laughs> um, off. Fifty percent. Fuck off. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, Fuck uh, yeah, dude. Specifically with this season, you know, and again, finally, finally, uh, I, you know, I, I get these references now that John and Steve, uh, that John and uh, I'm sorry, that Steve and Chris have been just throwing in my face for the last like four years. But again, uh, it's a wonderful show. We are getting Saul Goodman finally. And not only that, we're getting, you know, this Kim Wexler, right? Uh, who's just a fantastic actor. Um, I'm going to take a book out of Chuck's book or page out of Chuck's book and start calling everything De- Devin does chicanery. <laughs> love that word so goddamn much yeah. Yeah. underutilized uh, my chicanery uh my my devon chicanery but you know with with kim and and of course uh lalo and where we leave him? with him how good is oh lalo goodness yeah lalo oh it's i'm ecstatic and i'm thrilled and i know it happened very early on this year but uh I, again i i hate to say it but as much as the good TV that I watched, and there was much, uh, it's you know you can't. It's tops. 
it's tops for me. It's tops TV. I got a good choice, Devin. When I saw this pick, I was like, ooh, like it made me it made me second think my pick, Devin. You said, uh oh. Yeah, okay. same here. Same here. Oh, you were a fraud. You're like, am I a fraud? Am I a fucking fraud today? Am I being a fraud? Chris, are you being a th- fraud? I don't think I'm being a fraud. I think I made the right decision here. I'm not being a frog. You being a frog. You being a. I pick. I pick. What'd you choose? I picked Frago. I mean Fargo. Damn you! Damn it! (laughs) I picked Fargo season four. He really ribbed it. Fucking ribbed it. (laughs) Frago. Frago season four. Um, Frago. Starring Bill Frago. Season four was a fairy tale about races in America and how awful it is and how the only way you can get any position in this country is if you steal it from somebody else. It holds a lot of weight nowadays. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think Chris Rock, who represents the African-American gang, who eventually takes over or tries to take over Kansas City's mob, and what happens with that, with the Italian mob already being there. Um, it is the ultimate crime story um, that featuring a middle America city. <laughs> like, there's not many other crime mafia films or TV shows that take place in the middle of nowhere, Kansas City. Right. Um, and I think that's what makes it so much better. <laughs> because it's like... All of this really terrible, murderous, like awful things are happening in like the sleepiest place. <laughs> and, like there's very serious, like you guys are fighting real hard for this, <laughs> and that's like the the whole irony of it. And I think even um, Chris Rock's character starts to realize in in the show is like, what am I actually fighting for? Like what is, what is it I want? And he finds out that the things that he truly wanted are just taken from him, you know, and every, every, every step he takes, it's, I, I'll give you a small, just little thing. He, he tries to come up with a credit card, right? He, he takes it as his idea and he goes to a bunch of different banks before he's even really into the, the, the crime scene in Kansas city and tries to get this idea. It's a great idea, a credit card for Christ's sake. And, you know, they steal it. Mm. And he sits there and he see he's looking at the billboard for the bank that he went to saying, get your credit card now. And he just gives up. And it's sad and it's it's awful and it has to do with his race 100 percent. But the crazy thing about the show is it kind of shows. Italians were also treated like shit in the show, like uh, one of the characters, father's brought into a hospital and they put they they tell him to leave and he doesn't belong there you know they don't want his type his kind so it's it's just this story about how groups of people in this country are consistently shit on and the only way they can really get ahead is by staking it just taking it First blood rules, man. Fucking first blood rules. That's how they drew first blood, not us. And they say, you know, the, 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 they say the American story is a crime story. The Americans stole the land from the Indians. That's, that's uh, the America as a core is a crime story, you know? 
But um, yeah, I, I really like this. This is a big season, and I love the actors. I love the characters in it. Great show. Fargo season four. Congrats. Uh, John and I share a pick again, and that is with The Queen's Gambit. Uh, we talked about this before, uh, so I'll try and keep this one a little short. Um, I, I think this movie made me forget a lot about what was going on in the real world, where I was so consumed with Beth's problems and situations that like, when I was watching it, like my brain was just shut off for that like hour. Where I'd be like, oh shit, this girl's addicted to fucking pills. <laughs> and then I'd like, the show would end and I'd be like, oh right, we all can't go outside and hang out with each other or else we might get sick. <laughs> so like for a, for an hour, I was more, con- I was like, damn, yeah, this yeah. girl's got it rough. A little escapism. A little escapism through other someone else's misery. And at the end of the day, you know what? You win the chess game. <laughs> he said, it's yours. You won. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> you better take it. So Man, when you, yeah, when you smash uh when you smash on um Dudley Dursley and Crustache Knife Cowboy, how <laughs> how could you how could you lose at that point? So someone who's watching this who doesn't know the <laughs> show probably thinks that's the character's name. Oh yeah. <laughs> Crustache Cowboy. I'll be honest, I have cowboy? no idea what his name is. <laughs> uh, well, you, you know who we're talking about. Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Dudley Durs. There was a. There's a few people that when I mentioned that, they were like, "What? That's who that is? That's oh my god!" Eyes are still way too close together. And it's really ironic because I learned that his name. Well, his name's Harry in in the show too, right? Yeah, it's I think Harry, his name's Harry. Harry, Harry Melling is his real name. Harry Potter is his real name. Damn it, get it right. How magical. Great show. Fucking awesome. Congratulations, Queen's Gambit show of the year oh. from John and I. I just found a crustache is a is a maze runner alu- <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. He was also in Game of Thrones, right? Uh maybe. He was Brand's the Green Seer. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, well, actually, yeah. yeah hey. man, dude, you're right. The fact that he carries a fucking knife and a holster is so stupid. <laughs> Come on, because I'm trench. down. I'm down with the fucking cowboy hat. I like that shit. Yeah, the trench coat and the hat. It kind of works. The fucking then... no, the knife and that. The knife is stupid. Yeah, as soon as you pulled out that knife, I was like, this guy's an asshole. He looks, <laughs> he looks like a cybercrime character. Well, also he also you know again spoilers I suppose, but he's like, I'm not gonna fuck you, and he's like, can we fuck? And it's he like, totally fucks, dummy. He totally fucks. What are you thinking? Yeah, he's not playing <laughs> games, dog. Yeah, dude. He thought he thought he was hard. He wasn't hard. Nah, he wasn't hard. He's just some speed chess motherfucker. Some speed chess having fucking punk. (laughs) Game of the year. Cyberpunk. I'm gonna have Chris go. I'm gonna have Chris go last. Oh damn! Oh, I thought you were gonna fucking undermine me there. No, No, it's Cyberpunk 2077. Okay, (laughs) and it's only because it's the most controversial. Nah, my uh, game of the year's last was part two. Next. (laughs) good pick pick. solid pick uh i'll go next uh my game of the year is animal crossing new horizons hey that's my hero of the year 
Hey, that's a that's a good pick. And I know this isn't everybody's bread and butter, but this but is a game that I have, like, well, I have 800 hours Whoa, into Animal Crossing New Horizons. What the fuck? You almost had fucking my Destiny numbers. It's kind of gross. I always kind of gross. Any popular video game that doesn't involve a shit ton of violence. Like, I'm not a big fan of it, but I respect that it exists and there's a there's violence in animal crossing oh there's there's fucking there's violence you ever hit someone with a fucking net chris they do not like it it's fun uh so so for i'm just going to share this a little bit for december we're making snowmen in animal crossing uh and this is kind of the it's kind of the first time in the game where the uh the characters are getting a little mean so if you don't build the snowmen right when they come when they they get a little bug snacks. I mean, when they come to life, they say some pretty fucked up mean things to you. Jesus. They're like, Jesus Christ, you made me an abomination. <laughs> what are you, an idiot? And you're like, wait, what? It's about to, you know, they're getting, t- they're getting a little sick and tired of this whole thing. Yeah, th- you know what? They've been stuck indoors too, so they're getting a little, <laughs> they're getting a little antsy as well. My family, I've been on this island for too long. <laughs> ah! What's the big deal? Get over it. By the way, Toy Day is on December 24th, so make sure you have your stockings up. Oh, sure. We'll so, yeah, that's my pick of the year for Game of the Year. Okay. Only because it's my it's the my personal Game of the Year. I, I don't think it's... Sure. If, if I was Jeff Keighley, it's it right, would be... The, the graphics the are pretty shit compared to uh, last year's too. Yeah, the graphics <laughs> are pretty good compared to some other games I mean, I've played to this year. To be honest, year. if... Um, if Last of Us didn't come out this year, if it got delayed again, then I probably would have picked Animal Crossing. This might get quit. Yeah, the How one you worst is uh, let me tell my quick story. Oh yeah, yeah, please do, please do. When Animal Crossing first came out, I uh, I asked my wife, I was like, "Hey, is this something that you'll be interested in playing? Because I'm probably gonna pump a lot of hours into this game." She's like, she, and I showed her the trailer. And she's like, "No," nah. I was like, "Are you sure? Because it's like you know, it's like." a bunch of games that you like to play. She's like, nah, I'm not really into the whole animal thing. I, I tried I tried Animal Crossing before. I was like, okay. So I set the switch up in my office because I knew I was going to be, you know, in there a lot to play it. Right. Yeah. She fucking walks in. She's like, hey, let me make a character. And then she's yeah, fucking like, sitting there. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> now I got to set my switch back up downstairs so you can play. God damn it. And it, I think she put more hours into it than I did too. That's the rude part, dude. Well, I mean, it's good because, like, when lockdown first happened, like she had like nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So I think that was like probably one of the the best parts too. Is that, nice that release valve? What else? Yeah, because we we finished our Gundams, our first two Gundams, in like a fucking an hour, and then then we were like, what else? Like, what no, else can we do when we're locked in the house? I still have my Gundams just sitting there. I'm too scared to build them. Wait, you still haven't built them? No, too scared. Man, I built one of them. I never built the second one. All right, Devin, what's your game of the year this year? Uh, my game of the year is Final Fantasy VII Remake for all of the reasons I've discussed prior and a few other. Was it ones. better? Was it better than Witcher Three? Give me the honest answer right now. Oh. Three, two, one, go. Oh. Answer yes or no. No. Oh, liar. 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 Listen, hey, hey. Chris, do you believe this? Unreliable. He's on that that scene project. Shame. 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 Or that isn't all all, 720p, okay? 
Looks like six. Oh, I didn't get to do the wine and blood story in Final Fantasy. Uh, so, so again, um, why this was basically a really tight race between Last of Us Part Two and Final Fantasy VII Remake. The reason why Remake wins out over for me is again when I finished Seven Remake, I was elated, I was thrilled, I was happy to discuss it with people. Who'd friends. you call right after you finished it? Uh, who did I call? I mean. Because remember when we finished Last of Us 2 at the same time? We talked at the same did like a three-hour podcast with Rain and Steve and Chris. Okay. We, we did that. Did happen. Oh, Rain, you say? Yeah, uh, <laughs> he enjoyed a remake, you say? Not, you know, he he enjoyed the seventh installment of a game, a AAA franchise, you say? If, if you were playing this with me, I would have stayed up that night and be like, tell me where you are. I'll watch you. Oh, let's go. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no. So, like, again, like, I walked and I was just so thrilled and elated and happy. And what I've been doing, like I kind of mentioned before, is like I've been watching a weird amount of reactions, and I've been watching reactions of certain moments in this game. Uh, and again, like real reactions from like big fans, not only from like like Brianna White, the, the voice actress, who again has kind of made like a essentially a show of playing it, and then she'll be like, "Oh my god, this moment!" And she'll have good insight but i also just watched like okay this is the moment where cloud sees and hears the music beat where sephiroth kills her but he just met her and then he cries and he doesn't know why like a tear goes down his face and like again like to me when that happened i was like what the, what, what the what what's happening and then, there's that weird part where Cloud has that weird flashback moment where they're like weird cowboys. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. yeah, that's when Tifa has the cowboy hat. Yes, yes, that is a scene uh, that happens in the future. But again, it's like I'm watching. I'm watching people's reactions, and I'm wa- I watched. So I, Steve, I'm not even kidding you. I probably spent like an hour and a half to two hours watching different people's reactions to the Jesse death scene. Fuck and you, just man. watching people sob, you know. You know what? Wow, and then, like, I didn't. I didn't realize how fucked up you were. <laughs> so like that, and I, <laughs> were you jerking off while you did it? <laughs> I watched scenes. I watched people's reactions of Cloud meeting Aerith for like the first time in the in the church, right? Yeah, it's. Well, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch people watch Ares die for the first yeah, time. Go for. I'm gonna it. get off on it just like you yeah, did. But again, there's moments where she references the. Oh, this material. Oh, it's not really good for anything. And you're like, oh my god, yes, it's great for everything. What are you talking about? And it's like, oh my god, I just I was obsessed with people's reactions to this game. And yeah, you could argue maybe I stayed in my little bubble because I was like, negativity has no place. Sorry, Dunkey, you were sorry, Dunkey. Get out of here. Um, but he's wrong about Last of Us too, as well, wasn't he? See, that takes. Wait, what yeah, did he say? No, he loved no, 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 he loved Last of Us. He loved Last of Us too. He was getting yeah. shit on by by uh some fans though. Yeah, yeah. Jakey, Jakey was the one who had the bad take this Jakey, year. Jakey, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Clown, you were so close. You were so close. You, you were close to being perfect. So again, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII remake, enjoy your title belts. I bequeath this to you. Now, Chris, your pick. Oh, the wrong answer. But no, the king of the kings. <laughs> The real savior of 2020. Fellas, I have I have done this with everybody here this year. And honestly, the silver lining of this entire year might be the fact that I did that. That's pretty cool. Come on. I mean, never, I, uh, 
<laughs> you didn't expect to ever do that, huh? No. And Man, I, that's crazy. I, I'm talking about role playing in 2020. The thing. Yeah, I you made it sound most. like you had sex with all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I was doing there. <laughs> First, virgin assholes, every one of you, and I plundered it with my dick. <laughs> just tightened, just <laughs> pure, and then ruined by by character sheets and rolling of die. I, I I would lie to you if I said I had the most fun playing a video game this year. It would be wrong. I I had the most fun role playing with everybody here easily. I think you're right. I, I, agree. I had the most fun role playing with Tim. I had the most fun role playing with Stan and Michelle. That the fire team that we created in Scum and Villainy is unmatched in any role playing game I've ever played in my life. Oh, easily any game I've ever played in my life. Uh, we we can yeah. we can do anything. I don't know, Chris. I played Mass Effect Three. You gonna fuck God yourself with your Mass Effect Three and your Ass Effect Three, okay? <laughs> I playing. I got to play a villain this year in a you game, did. and that was that with John and Devin, and it was a fucking blast. Is a blast. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. It was awesome. It was a blast. And then John. Being the prince that he is, jumped on over to our Call Cthulhu game. That game is fucking loads of fun. And that's a fucking blast. Yeah, it is. I mean, every game Tim is running is fucking great. The Aliens game we played. And then the Aliens game. Holy fucking shit. As much of a mess as that was, as chaotic. Eight eight players is a lot. (laughs) So, Tim, mad props to you for running it. Would that have ever happened in without covid no why not yeah i would have been getting laid every weekend <laughs> <laughs> guys it helped me it helped me with the tragedy that i dealt with this year it allowed me to escape when i mm-hmm. really 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 wanted to escape um and you know i i it's something i'm going to keep doing even after COVID, like it's it's an important part of my life now. It really is, right? And it, I, it, it, it's something that you can look forward to every week. Yeah, like you were saying, as an escape. It's I'm sitting here thinking about my fictional character and what they're going to do in a game. <laughs> yes, and I'm looking to shower, and I'm like, wait, what? Why am I thinking about what Gaz Katar is going to do? <laughs> thinking about Clay, I I came up with a hundred Clay Housers, hundred Clay Housers in a year, baby. <laughs> All different personalities. Every last one of them. I, he legit became a clay man. <laughs> I am liquid. Just pure liquid now. It's I the things I've done is unparalleled in any game, movie, or TV show I have ever played. Ever played, watched, whatever. Role playing is my is my heroin. And heroin is my crack. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a major downstep for heroin. Uh, I I I I like to say role playing is a, is not even an addiction. It's a good thing I think in my life. It kept it me talking to all of you throughout all of this. Yeah, that's a that's a major thing. It's it's like you know if that's the only takeaway, you know, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, exactly. You engage with your friends. And, you know, I think a lot of video games, honestly, I got to admit, kind of let me down this year in, in a lot of ways. 
I know you were really, really looking forward to that Avengers game. <laughs> really, really <laughs> fucked that one. Right? Clint Barton, here on I come. Still working on it. It's fine. It's gonna. It's a pretty good progress. I hear. Yeah. If you if you told me, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw your PlayStation Four off a cliff or your computer, I would easily allow my PlayStation Four to be thrown off a cliff. I don't need it. I I have I can role play on my computer and be happy and enjoy that. That's the way I felt this year, honestly. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, not to downgrade video games, I still enjoy them. They're not. They're not, not fuck, no, I mean, not really I mean, dead. fuck video games, Chris. Fuck. You're, you're right. Role playing, role playing was the social gathering of 2020. Yeah, exactly. Like where I was, video games were these really great individual experiences that I had. Um, I felt like role playing was better than that because it was a group of people I could talk to. Mm. and enjoy the same thing i enjoy you know uh but yeah that's role playing this year is my game of the year by far role playing tabletop role playing damn right you did it baby thanks gary gygax no problem chris (laughs) (laughs) is he still alive no no oh unfortunately yeah he tried role playing in the middle of the street That's not what happened. Roll to see if you get hit by a cop. Ah, oh, I did it. Last words. <laughs> the the movie Soul is based on him. <laughs> oh, just, re- just replace jazz with D and D. Super interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Seriously, Most guys, exciting. I, 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 oh, yeah. real, real quick before we move on. Yeah. Awesome experience. Thank you so much for role playing with me this year. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for yeah, role playing back at yeah. us. One of the best role players in the business, Chris Galani. If you're playing in a game with him. You're going to have a good game. I guarantee you. Damn right. Love the way. Most exciting 2020 release to get delayed. So this is, this is something that we were. Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's what they call me. They call me balloon popper, Steve. Well, originally this was going to be the uh, worst kill confirmed (laughs) or most kill confirmed. And then I was like, we already have biggest fuck up. Most disappointing. This is already hard to do. Yeah. The thing, the thing that we were kind of looking forward to this year that got pushed. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, fellas. I probably would have picked Dune too, but I thought about the other thing. I was. I think Dune is is probably the overall thing, but I'm no time to die. I've been waiting for that movie, and I'm actually. It sucks that it's not out like on streaming services because it's not delayed over a year now, and that's kind of like insane. It is. Insane. I mean, they were they were trying to option it to streaming services. Remember that for like a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in April, and then it got delayed yeah. to November, which was a fucking joke. They were like, "Oh yeah, we're things will be open then, right?" <laughs> do you guys want Do you guys want to buy this movie for eighty seven million dollars? Yeah. What? Fuck that. It's a shame, right man. There. I think I think this. It looked good, you know. Like, yeah, it actually looked like because I, I I wasn't a huge Spectre fan. I hate it. Spectre. Spectre was bad. <laughs> it's a I bad was really. I was hoping this was going to be a return to form. You know. Yeah, I mean, they got a, a, a good director on there with Kerry Fukunaga. Yeah, Fukunaga. and um, you know, looked looked good. John, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to rain on your parade a little bit more. We we missed out on an Edgar Wright movie. <sighs> this one is a super interesting one too. The, the uh. <sighs> They could write a horror film and up and down time travel with time travel in it or whatever. Psychological horror. No, I don't even think, I mean, it would have comedic elements. I'm assuming some, 
can you, but this is a horror movie apparently. Is this the first movie he's made since Baby Driver? I think so. Yeah. yeah fuck. No, imagine if Baby Driver didn't have uh, Kevin Spacey in it. <laughs> the instant classic. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is it, it yeah. pretty much was a classic, and then that stuff happened. And everybody's like, "Oh, let's forget." Oh, Yo, could they oh, could they deep fake Mark Hamill onto onto him? Oh yeah, they should just CGI his face out. So Change up Peter, Peter Dinklage's face. <laughs> I'm reading. I'm reading here what his uh, what his influences are for this. Uh, it would be British horror film such as. Nicholas's Rogues Don't Look Now, which I've never yeah. seen. Yeah. And Roman Polanski's Repulsion. Which oh, hell yeah. Give me, that. Give me some of that. <laughs> Fucking great. Sprinkle that on my on my Sunday, please. I want uh, some of that. Is there, an, is there a release date for this? Yeah, so it's actually going to come out, I think, in April of next year. Oh, okay. We'll see. It's <laughs> such a bummer because I'm like, yeah, maybe. We'll see. And I think Anna Taylor Joy's in this. Matt Smith. Oh yeah. Oh, they got all the fuck dudes. Crew, dude. Oh, dude. This would this all is going to be great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck. Yeah. That um, sounds so fucking good. Fucking bummer. Really original project. Mega right. That pushed back almost a complete year. Sucks. Yeah. I mean, uh, and again, I think like. I was excited for Dune. Then I saw the trailer, and then I was really excited to Dune. And listen, you know, uh, the way the year had been going, I was like, all right, this is probably going to get delayed. I guess we'll just see when. And then they delayed it basically a whole year. And that is the, that's the one, you know, it's yeah. like ah, April, summer, whatever. They're like, nah, like just the whole year. We're talking about, you're talking about delaying it more now, Devin. Oh, dude. So they're talking about delaying it more so that way it doesn't fall into the the 2021 free movie release window. Mm. Yep. Yeah, and that's the other thing, right? Is like where this weird you fucks. I know. Weird spot because like lawsuits are getting thrown around now and it's like, well, we want money for the movie and you got to pay us. I want to be like Chris. I want to be able to talk about Dune stuff and not and actually know what I'm talking about. This well, might be wrong. I mean, I mean, I mean, people keep telling me fear is the mind killer. And I'm like, what does that mean? Steve is, Steve is, you. I mean, remember, Steve is basically the Baron of the group. <laughs> like, this has been proven. I am Baron <laughs> I am a voodoo god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, you know, if there was just a moment that's up there, a moment of 2020. Is what Steve gave us his test results. <laughs> Good sit of the year, everybody. <laughs> Chris, what do you got? Oh my good sit of 2020 would have to go to Netflix's Mank. Mank! Uh, a film directed by. Uh, I sure do David like Fincher, saying that word. Written by Jack Fincher, his father. Um, this is a film detailing the life of Mankiewicz. I forget his first name. <laughs> yeah, um, they call it Mank constantly throughout it. But um, Mankiewicz, who is the writer of Citizen Kane. And um, not only is Mank in this, but a lot of uh, popular Hollywood stars are in it, portrayed obviously by other actors. Uh, Orson Welles, the producer and head uh, head producer of MGM. Um, yeah, it's a film about Hollywood in the 40s. It's a film about politics. It's a film about socialism versus capitalism. 
Um, Nang seems to always be on the side of the loser, which is really fun. He's like Lewin Davis. Yeah, that's very that's a good comparison. Um, but he's very talented. He's very smart. And I think one of the better scenes in the whole movie is him detailing the entire plot of Citizen Kane to William Randolph Hearst while he's drunk before he ever wrote the script and then vomiting on the floor. (laughs) 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 And like, it's, um, yeah, it's a very interesting film. I, I'm a little against the way the sound is in it. I think it's, you know, a little yeah that was kind of a bummer i remember you reviewing that and saying it's the how they how they tried to accurately replicate the audio from the era it's tinny and echoey and uh it's like it's like uh it's like they went a little red dead with it where you're like okay maybe yeah you, you don't, don't have to, to physically this, skin every goddamn animal it's uh <laughs> It's a bit much, especially in a film that's pushing about two and a half hours, like to ask of an audience to listen to that for that long. Um, But I think a lot of the other creative decisions that David Fincher made were great. And I think what is only holding this back is my love of more of the independent films that came out this year. So I have to give it just a, a good sit, you know? Check it out. It's all, he's honorably mentioning. It. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting yeah. flick. All right. Seven. Uh, yeah. So uh, I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I think Spider-Man Miles Morales is like the definition of a good sit, right? It's, it's Spider-Man. You could argue it's just more Spider-Man, but it does just enough. Uh, I mean, potentially, you know, maybe good sits even uh, almost a disservice to this game, but Man, it's just so fun. The story's great. The the actions, frankly, I think better, uh, just because of of the skill set that you're afforded with Miles, mm-hmm. uh, the abilities, New York, uh, and again, you know, <laughs> take a shot. But uh, on the PS5, this game is spectacular looking. Uh, with all that stuff and the snow effects and and everything like that, um, I was, I was, you know, again, I, I sat down. I was like. All right, this is a good purchase. I, I made. I made a. I did share not make a bad decision. Good share. I, I would share show my if I share show my show. If I share show my show, <laughs> yeah, uh, my show. I gotta admit it plays really well on my PS2. So PS2. Yeah, man. Man, got that booted up and playing. Yeah. Dude, Dude, Insomniac, they're just putting it on everything. <laughs> they put the attention to detail in the in the lesser consoles, unlike some people. Mm, you hear us now? Eight. CD Project Dead. <laughs> yep. All right, who's up now? <laughs> oh, it's John. Johnny Suarez. Johnny Suarez. What? You want to talk about Good City of the Year? Because I'll talk to you some more about Resident Evil <laughs> 3. <laughs> Just, uh, well, my winningest category of, uh, of the anti fannies this year. One Stole the awards for you. Yeah, swept. Even Crush Roydfeld made, made a made a an appearance too. Um, yeah, it's a good sit, right? It's not yeah, like you know, this would have been if I didn't have it, and if I didn't have this weird crippling need to be a little bit unique. Um, it was definitely Resident Three. Man, I should have let you put it in first. So then. okay, so John gave three awards to Last of Us. Five awards to Resi 3. 
Oh man, did you just call it Resi? You fucking I call zoomer. it Resi, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking zoomer. Like a slur, dude. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Resi three. Resi, Resi three, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. You all make me horny. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Resident Evil three. What more do you want? What more do you want, Cookie? Yeah, yeah. We sold it to you already. You going? Bingo. Where's everyone going? Yeah, to, yeah to, quote, to quote a certain character. Sorry, Ethan. Sorry. I chose Resi 3 again, baby. <laughs> I'm hoping that next year, Resident Evil 8 is like Game of the Year material. I'm not expecting it to be, though. Oh, dude, I, that might look be at those pictures. Look at those fucking creepers. The year. No, you it's really? only because it's in first person. There's no possible way in hell it's going to be a werewolf game of the year. in this one, John. So werewolves, and that witches, means, and vampires. My good, state, my good state of the year next year is going to be the Resident Evil Four remake trailer that they drop. What if, and, what if in Resident Evil Eight, Eight they they are secretly doing all the cool fucking Leon in the Haunted Castle stuff? Oh man, bro! Oh, yeah, what if they release that? That's in the collector's edition. You get yeah, the, they're just like demo. Demo. we're gonna give you this demo to play. That'd be pretty dope. But yeah, I gotta be quick on the draw though, because there's a lot of Resident Evil Four fucking super stands like me out there. So, dude, you gotta buy that statue. I have to buy. I have to buy the Leon statue as soon as like it gets announced somewhere. Because like I'm a little hurt that none of us bought the statues for Jill and Leon. I'm butt hurt that none of us got the the Last of Us Two Collector's Edition because my coworker did. That well, he got spoiled for me. I'll he got the book bag. Lot. Oh no, he didn't get the book. He didn't get the Ellie edition. He got the one with the statue. Uh, the only thing I ever, I the only thing I ever got like the fucking super simp edition. What for was um Mass Effect God of War three. Oh. I wow, you even picked the bad God of War. It's not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, uh, wait, wait. Real talk, though, Devin. You're gonna get. You got to get the collector's edition of of Ragnarok, right? I mean, why not? Right? You have to. If you don't, you have, then you have to. Fucking, you're a fucking depends, right? on what it I mean, to be fair, I think I would have to get it first because I was the first one to get all the achievements. Uh, <laughs> and then Devin has 14 years. Oh, yes. You, know, you, you don't have them. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm not going to lie, though. Real talk. No cap. I was like looking for. To see if the Resident Evil Three Collector's Edition like went down in price a little bit, first <laughs> for a little bit. I've done that too. We're like, I'm like oh, let me see if they have this even Leon if, Collector statue. Even if it's the Xbox one, you know. Obviously, obviously, if the, we'll it comes with a map. Yo, frame that. Mm. Good pick. I mean, that's a good pick. Uh, I chose, and this one, this one's an odd duck. This is a freebie that comes with the PlayStation Five, <laughs> and that's Astro's Playroom. I, uh, what you're saying is your good city of the year is a PS Five. Is what you're saying? No, no, yeah, I'm saying Astro's Playroom specifically. <laughs> it, like this game has no, it, it does not need to be this entertaining and fun. But it, it it made me, it made me, it felt like it had Nintendo magic in it. Like, which is very weird to say, but. Uh, it does. It, it has. It gave me a feeling of nostalgia while I was playing it. Where I'm like, oh man, I, I I've been with PlayStation for a long time. I've played all of these games that they're referencing. These little segments are unique. I've never played things like this before with the controller and the haptic feedback and all that stuff. Uh, it, it's it's just like an experience where it's free with the system. Uh, I know 
Amir, since he's got a PS5. I don't know if he has not even touched it yet, but if I haven't, I don't think he has. I, I recommend him checking it out because it's a good time. I'll tell him. Um, and it's got it's got earworms, Devin. It's got those earworms yeah, that you're always complaining it's got, about. It's got, the, it's got that jam, especially that one jam in the fort in the jungle level. Oh, that's a good jam. Mm. That's a good jam. Sorry. Only rich city people. Year. Good city of the year. Sorry. Rich people only. Not rich people. Lucky people. How much is just Lucky. a Jill Valentine statue, though? If I just want this. It's going to be like $200, I guarantee you, on eBay. like not worth it to even. 200 oh, nothing the Resident else. Evil 5 fucking Jill Valentine shit statue. Yo, Diary wait. Just a statue. Is there a Resident Evil 8 <laughs> statue of Chris Redfield? In his fucking pea coat, looking all mad. I, oh, dude, dude, don't fuck with that. The twelve dollars statue. No, no, they can't because he's not. You, you probably can't even play as him in the game. John, Ethan, John. Yeah, yeah, but who wants a normal statue, John? Yo, stop! I, I didn't even think about that. I'll fucking thirst for that shit. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, it's a real fur, like it's a real like <laughs> it's a real material. material. It's it's like material. material. It's like real wool. Oh my god, it's like actual clothes, and he's got dude. the like little luger. Why is he even using a luger now? What the fuck? He's a bad boy, dude. <laughs> I'm a bad he's boy a now, Nazi now. now. God damn it! Oh, you haven't heard? I'm one of them proud boys. <laughs> <laughs> How much is the Leon statue though for Resident Evil? Leon statue two hundred dollars. Ma statue eighty five. Just buy Ma. <laughs> yeah, Come on. God damn it! <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, <laughs> oh man, there's we have dude. a we have a child. Like, Look no, this. no. <laughs> I need this. I need this, <sighs> honey. Yeah, could you just roll the dice and just see? $70 Leon plus liquor, actually. Oh, that's not Ooh. even a Oh, no. Someone made a, fo- a, a mocked-up collector's edition for Resident Evil 5. <laughs> John, oh, no. Look at the statue they made with it. Come on, where did you even find this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute, though. They just fucking put it. He just cut it and put it, it up. No, we're doing this bad thing now. We can't. We have to stop doing that. We gotta keep doing the awards, guys. This is the last award. This is the uh, the best baby of the year. Ooh. Best of the best of twenty twenty. And guys, it's unanimous. Is it though? I'm looking at Devin's and it doesn't really say the same as. Oh, the yeah. rest of us pick The Last of Us Part 2. Kevin, but... can you explain what butt-ass of Crunch Part 2 is? <laughs> well, basically, it's it's me going with, you know, I don't want to go against the grain, but I also want to show my displeasure with the butt-ass of industry. Crunch Part 2. <laughs> like, if you, just, if you just glance, it looks like it matches. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, okay, we all pick the same way. Oh, they all, they, all have, they all have the word of in, in both uh, ever since Ever since Chuckman over there made me work <laughs> Is this the leisure suit Larry version of Last of Us? Maybe. Yeah, yeah I'd play that. Blood ass of Crunch. Dude, should I buy this Funko Pop? <laughs> no, don't buy a Funko Pop. Forty dollars. Forty dollars. Oh, look at this thing. You, know, you have to run things by your wife now. This is a rule. Honey, I'm buying a Funko Pop for forty dollars. <laughs> Why am I even looking at this shit? <laughs> All right. Um, we all yeah, part two. Like, what else? Two. What else can we say? What more can we say about this uh, game? I guess here's the thing. I, I guess I just want to say, like, why is Last of Us two the best baby when like 
only one of us picked it for game of the year. It's because you uh, guys are Neil <laughs> Cuckmans. And I'm the real chat. <laughs> I mean, that's the correct answer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think it's critically, critically speaking and knowing just from an artistic sense, I know what is the best thing of the year, but it's not like my favorite thing necessarily. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Like, like if, if you were to be like, what thing would you give to someone? Right. I'd be like, last of us part two is the best thing for, for, for uh, across the board. Definitely. Yeah. Personally. My favorite thing, this picture of, of Jackie Daytona, regular human bartender on a shirt. My favorite thing is Carlos from Resident Evil 3, obviously. That's a good thing. Jesse Raspberry. I'm still knocking on her door. I like rolling um, them dice. <laughs> at the end of the day, baby, Last of Us Part 2. We're all in agreement. Yeah, this is pretty quality. That's the 2020 hottie. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, that's the, the Mary of the Year. Oh, maybe we should call it Mary of the Year. Yeah, I think that works a little bit yeah. better there. Mm. Do I hear wedding bells? A wedding. Wife of the year. She's all of our wives. <laughs> we know that she's our wives. Maybe you know we fool around a little bit on the side, but we know. Yeah, That's you know what we're sticking sometimes, with. Sometimes you just need a hand job in the in the <laughs> massage parlor. Right. That's the good sit of the year. Before you get home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man gave me a hand job. Yep. Hey, Chris, it's me, Herman <laughs> Mankiewicz. I got this movie. It's called Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, finish the tug job over there, man. Mank, just shut your mouth. Yeah, and shut up, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Shut up, your mouth and jerk me off, man. That's what two deserves an Oscar and an Emmy and, and a Tony and a Tony and a Keely and a Keely. Yo, give him a give him an EGOT. Give him an EGOT. Give him a fucking a give him an uh, what is it? With Grammy, we didn't forget about Grammy. Give him a Grammy. Oh, you were gonna say give an em- enema. 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 Give him a Granny. I'm like, what? My granny, too. Give him a raspberry. Every award this year should go to Last of Us 2. Give him a Jilly Valentine. Give him a little Jilly Valentine. Simple. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That's it. It's been four hours. Resident Evil 2 Remake, Collector's Edition, Leon Scott Kennedy statue only, 179. (laughs) Wait, so... Hold on. So it sounds like... (laughs) It sounds like the Resident Evil statues are the awards that we're giving out. Oh, Everybody gets a Funko Pop. Everybody gets a Funko Pop. Funko Pops from us, man. Gee, thanks for sending me three Funko Pops. You're welcome. Oh, you think you got it bad? Resident Evil Three teams got five Funko Pops. Dude, sit in here. No, okay. Everybody, I want us to all count up all the uh, the things. Uh, when we're done recording, mm-hmm. and I want to see how many Funko Pops we would have to send to each each Steve, thing. I have to send uh, a crow Funko Pop to every person in the United States of America. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. I mean, you could send it to one person as like the representative, like who accepted in Google Sheets. What the fuck good is Google? We should just be using Microsoft Office. In my <laughs> what the fuck? That is, uh, I'm handing out four Funkos. Well, just me. I'm handing out four Funkos of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, what did we say? Mine was five. Five for Resident Evil. Three, three, three for Last of Us. Gotta get you a Funko Pop of Dice. Two for oh, Queen's Gambit. Uh, all the poop bags to CD Projekt Red. And- <laughs> 
Cyberpunk. Uh, one Krogi to, to Rain. With Rain gets a Krogi. Paul gets a Krogi. I gotta give all of Hollywood a disappointing Funko Pop. <laughs> so any <laughs> Funko Pop. Give <laughs> 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 it Steven Spielberg. Oh, gee, a Funko Pop. Oh, Christopher Nolan. I'll send him a tenant Funko Pop. Oh. Or a Fortnite one. He likes Fortnite, I hear. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Borat 2 gets a Funko Pop. Take on me, the song. Final uh, Fantasy 7 Remake gets two. Oh, yeah, you'd have to send one to uh, AHA and The Last of Us. Ooh, that's dirty. All right. <clears throat> A railgun gets a Funko Pop from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, COVID nineteen does too. Good job, COVID. Yeah, COVID. congrats, COVID. Big, you get a big Funko Pop this year. Are you gonna de- deliver the Funko Pop to Carol Baskin, Steve? Or <laughs> oh no, she's gonna cover me in what was it? Tuna, sardine oil, <laughs> sardine oil. God, did she totally kill her husband? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, I'm looking up COVID nineteen Funko. <laughs> oh wow. That is embarrassing. I would be fucking embarrassed if I was Funko Pop. This is... Guys, look what they made. They made this... They made this for COVID-19 doctors. Oh, no, come on. That's the Funko Pop This is the Yahoo headline. These Funko Pop figurines celebrate nurses and doctors on the front lines of the COVID-19 pandemic. If I fucking worked my ass off nonstop during the pandemic in a fucking deadly environment for almost a year and you handed me a fucking Funko Pop, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Know, you. At the very least, the, the proceeds of whatever purchases people make of these should go to nurses and doctors. Yeah, right? yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that is the case or not. Although, I'm, I'm re- are, I'm you reading mad at, are you mad at. Funko Pop? Or are you mad at the person? Okay, more important. Maybe more important. The company says it has. Oh, the company just made a donation. Aha! Uh-huh. Somebody already just put one. that out. They didn't just do one donation. They didn't do that first on purpose. They waited for somebody to make a shit about it, a complaint, and then they. Ah, uh, Funko Pop. Thank you Funko. The Funkies. That's next year awards when we get sponsored by Funko Pop and we have to run this all back. <laughs> there will be Devin's Corner for Funko Pop called Dunko Pop. And he does Yo. his reviews of various Funko Pops that he gets. Like, this is a, a uh, this is a cooked turkey Funko Pop that I got. I got, I got like, this is my Kratos uh the God of War Ascension Funko Pop. This is uh, my This is my Kratos Fortnite Funko Pop. This so is- so this is a good idea now, now that we're talking about so ideas for 2021 when we all get when we get all sexed up and vaxxed up uh we you know what i think we should bring the the hype list we should make it we should make it devin's hype list and we'll do the the dunko list where devin uses funko pops of all the things on the list wait so i have to buy it yeah yeah i mean of course out of your pocket of please uh and you'll be like number one thing my dune funko pop <laughs> You know what? I love my my Baron my Baron Harkonnen Funko Pop. Oh, and then we got number two. We got Chris Redfield from Village Funko. He look at him. Oh, Queen's Gambit two Funko. Look at this. He's a beaut. Jin Thakai. He's back. (laughs) 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 We're in in the four hour insanity zone. Yeah, I don't even know. 
if, if do we have the energy to do a post show? No, <laughs> no. We'll save we'll save Wonder Woman and Soul oh, and man. everything for next. Those week, can so. wait. Those can wait. Uh, but congratulations, everybody who won, except for the ones that were uh, negative awards. Congrats for um, some. You have a chance for best change for the better, hey, at least. There you go. Yeah, dude. I want. I still want Craig though. Craig in twenty. You want a Craig? I want Halo Craig in twenty. <laughs> Halo Craig Funko <laughs> Pop. <laughs> Give him to me, baby. Uh, but as Paul Massey said. Uh, you guys just wasted nothing four matters. hours of your nothing time. Matters. Uh, nothing matters. God is dead. None of you matter. Hail Satan. Uh, yeah. right. <laughs> okay. <laughs>